Hello, everybody. Welcome to Reading Minds and Solving Crimes. This is a podcast about the mentalist where we go over two episodes per week uh, and we just talk about it between some close friends. I'm your host, Epic Basu. Joining me today, we have Scott Lee. What's up, everybody? <laughs> and Chris Sacco. Mm, hello, Cleveland. Only Cleveland. Only Cleveland. You, Cleveland. We don't need to talk to anybody else in this podcast, just Cleveland. I saw some people from Cleveland watching, or I guess yeah. technically listening. Yeah, that's I, right. I See hope that? they're not watching, because that would be a little yeah. creepy. That'd be very yeah. uncomfortable. The <laughs> FBI is not based out of Cleveland, right? So we're ah, yeah, going. I don't... That's got to hmm. be D.C., They right? might have some offices there, but <laughs> satellite branches. Minimal. Listen, no one lives in Cleveland, okay? We're, we're just kidding around. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> how's uh how was your week, guys? Week has started off uh work has been busy today. Um I oh, am. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just it's just been mayhem with a lot of stuff happening, but we're coming out of that slog, but not work stuff cuz I don't want to talk about work here. It's been yeah. pretty good. I've been running on a treadmill and I hate I've hated running. Not going to lie, I'm coming around to it. It's not wow. the worst thing in the world. It's not the worst thing in the world. That is literally surprising. had this conversation with you like three to four weeks ago, and yep. you were like, "Scott, you are an idiot. I don't I, care yep. what you say. <laughs> Running's terrible." And I was like, "It's really not that bad." Yeah, no, I, really I'm not that bad. I'm and you're like, around. "No, it's that bad." So, <laughs> just, I'm, just gonna put that. I want that in 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 the public statement. It's here. This is a public <laughs> statement. Acknowledge. I'm acknowledging that I was incorrect. I was wrong. But I also will say I've never I've never really tried running on a treadmill. Like the only times it's I've ever run a, the only times I've ever run on a treadmill are like janky old treadmills that like people had in their homes. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna run on this. And it was miserable. And so you know, we got like a pretty nice treadmill and it's got like a little screen in it and we can run on it. And I'm walking through Vietnam with some random white dude, which is a little weird. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Could you could yeah. you elaborate on that? What? We, what? So, so the treadmill that that we have, it's got a it's got a tablet on it, and we get an iFit membership, which is basically it's like a virtual gym membership. So you can do live gym classes, and there's like series of running things. So I found uh, with actually Scott's wife's uh, suggestion. This guy who is doing like a basically a couch to 5K through Vietnam. So it's this random jacked white dude named John Peel, who's your iFit trainer for the day. Uh, and he's got like 30 or 60 workouts and you're supposed to do them every day. And it's like 35 minutes of right now. It's basically like walking for 10 minutes, running for a couple minutes and then walking for the rest of it just to like get used to the idea of running. But so, it's, so wait, hang on. Uh, is he is he filming himself? As there's someone running, filming him. or someone? Okay, okay. There's, there's a camera not, guy filming. It, this isn't like an amateur situation but, where it's like no, a GoPro. No, no. That, uh, but in a weird, that would have been I've, I, So I've also been doing another one of these things, which is a similar style program, but it's in Portugal. Okay, but it's also a white guy. Yeah, yeah. They're just it's everywhere. Just, it's super weird, but like there are some. So uh, I, I like that Sarah was scrolling through all the different walks and runs and things you could do. And she found one that was like probably this 60 to 70 year old Japanese man that was like, come walk around Tokyo with me. And it's like <laughs> no intensity, basically like you walk around and this guy 
or some guy filmed Tokyo and he explains what's going Dude, on. I, I would <laughs> never do that program. That guy would like walk, run me into the dirt and probably. bury me and then walk another 50 miles. I was going to say, it's probably pretty busy in Tokyo. Like, I don't know how much walking yeah. you know, you're probably like sitting around a lot. Like, have you seen those older guys that run? They, they run hustle, like man. two miles an hour, but they will literally they circumnavigate the globe in the an endurance. afternoon. But I've been, I, I've been, I've been enjoying this John Peel guy. Okay, nice. all right. Shout out, to John shout Peel. out to John Peel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this episode is dedicated to John Peel. Yep, I fit this. This sponsored by iFit memberships. <laughs> Actually, redact that they haven't paid us. Yeah. Once you send the check, yeah. I'm going to say you had a horrible accident. If you don't yeah. send me that check in two weeks, G- I can give edit me a free out. iFit membership, please. <laughs> give it to me. I, you know, I um. Treadmills scare me. I don't know why. I'm always, Every time I run on a treadmill, I'm always like, I'm just going to fall off this thing and it's going to be a bad scene. <laughs> Do you have some repressed baggage that we need I think to talk so. about? Did, I don't you, think, did you slip I don't think at I've some point? Actually do- well, maybe I have. I don't know. Maybe I've blocked it out. Because I I've definitely, when I was younger, we had a treadmill and we shit. like, I have two brothers and we would just like fuck around on that thing all like literally someone <laughs> would be running on it and then you would like sneak up behind them and like kick out their leg. Um, and <laughs> so, I've taken yeah, some, like, spills, <laughs> some spills on treadmills and it is not fun. Yeah, I don't want, but, I don't want the, anything to do with that. I'll, I'll run outside. I'll, it, I'll run it's, in like a flat but area. But in terms of running, it's like, it's like biking with like, uh, with like training wheels on like it's like so much e- like it's easier on your body you don't have to worry about like how fast you're going like wow. it's just yeah because the thing just, like, the nicer. thing bounces like it's it's yeah. built it's designed so that when you hit it's got a little give as opposed to running on like concrete <laughs> which just jacks your knees up i got so bad hard. knees man i got bad <laughs> knees i was gonna say like bicycle riding i, I would prefer but you also could eat shit <laughs> <laughs> on oh my god! Rides, well, not There's... on like a stationary bike, which uh, well, would be the. I don't know. Maybe. Could. How maybe. rowdy are you getting on that stationary I get bike? Into, into it, dude. <laughs> like, I am getting, hustling. A you big, swerving. A big is at a hundred and fifteen percent effort on those bikes. I, I do. Uh, what is it? The Neil Armstrong? <laughs> is that who's no. the Lance what's, Armstrong? What's, Lance Armstrong. There you go. Yeah. Neil Armstrong is also we're probably go, pretty we're good. Going to the moon on this one, baby. Let's go. Probably good. Yeah. No. The me, Neil, and Dogecoin. Yeah. yeah, I I had shit on dying. a bike. <laughs> I had shit on a bike when I was twelve. I flipped over the handlebars and broke my arm. So that was fun. Oh Didn't yeah, there enjoy it is. that. Yeah. Not both your arms though, right? No, just one. Just my right arm. Okay. It was awful. I got. I had pins oh. in there. I got like scars on my wrist that will never go away. Sarah <laughs> I broke my ankle when I was in high school. A bit. Have you ever bro- actually broken a bone? I've never broken a bone. Oh, oh you're in. You're in that strong am, bone club. I am in. I live in a bubble. I don't think people okay. understand this. <laughs> There's they no, there's no hard the objects boy. in the bubble, though. Yeah. Anytime I f- sense danger, I just run away. That's that. That's my exercise. But not too but, fast. Yeah, not too fast. Don't run too fast. Yeah. <laughs> cautiously back away. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, okay. All right. We, we should probably talk about the episode. I'm in. This is, this is much better than the episode. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think we'll probably be closer in agreement on these on these two episodes. But, um... Oh, yeah. Where can, uh, Scott, where can folks watch the show? The show is currently streaming on Amazon Prime and available in other locations that, that we will not find on the internet. Yeah. Maybe uh, just stumble across it. Just check yeah. it out. Just start Googling weird stuff. It'll who, pop up. Who can say where you can see it? <laughs> uh, 
And but not too weird. Don't get too weird. <laughs> yeah, don't get too weird. <laughs> don't yeah, don't stray too far. <laughs> no. Uh, um and Sacco, do we have any emails that we can we, discuss this week? We actually do. We've gotten two emails submitted to us Ooh. this week at itsmindcrimes at gmail.com. So uh Let's go. Let's go with one uh, from a listener out there, and I don't know if I'm supposed to say listener names. Should I say the listener names? Get why don't you give them a fake name? Okay, yeah. I'll give I'll give this person a fake name. Um, so we're gonna say this person's name is uh, ooh, Irina. So Irina sent us a message that says, hey, guys, I'm halfway through episode three of the podcast, and what Abik was saying about how police are portrayed in police procedurals really jumped out at me. I don't really watch a lot of procedurals, or at least not the standard kind, but I definitely know what you're talking about, where they might be very black and white and have the police always be the good guys, not really critique real problems in law enforcement in any meaningful way. He gives us a, a suggestion. If you haven't seen The Wire, I wanted to call it out for a bit, since he really says he's really enjoying the ideas of shows that examine police more realistically. It is very much not a black and white story with the good guys and bad guys, both being very multifaceted. One thing that it does do a lot is examine the problems with law enforcement in great detail, both on a small scale and a large scale. And it was made by people who worked in law enforcement as well as reported on law enforcement. Um, I think that's a that's a cool email for me because, you know, especially with with when we when we got into the conversation about how police are portrayed in the world we live in. And then um, that was something that, you know, I, I had mentioned on the podcast that I was like, wow, I wouldn't never have caught that. And it was impressive. So to have someone kind of bolster that, I think that's that's a that's a neat little insight uh, into how these police shows work and, and what people think. And I've I've heard of The Wire. I heard it's an amazing show. I don't know if any mm. of you guys have seen it. I have not. Thank you for the uh, suggestion. Kind emailer. Um, I I've. Same thing. I've definitely heard a lot of really good things, uh, but <laughs> I I do this thing sometimes where it's like if I know a show is very good, like I'll like put off watching it <laughs> for some reason. Like I can't quite explain it, but it's like one of those things where it's like, OK, I know this is like a very good TV show that like has like high accolades. A lot of people really enjoy it. And it's like it has a lot of good commentary on <laughs> on on like uh, what the emailer said. It has a lot of good commentary about police and just social issues in general uh and for me like i feel like i have to be in a very particular mood for that kind of stuff um yeah i feel the same way and especially in the past cast year now mm -hmm. i'm not in for shows that serious like i don't <laughs> want like i like the, the hardest i'm gonna get recently is the mentalist <laughs> <laughs> And which this is, is basically which goes real ball. hard in the paint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Real, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I have been very much the same way. Where like I need to commit to the idea of mm -hmm. like digging into a show like that and what the implications are and what it's going to make me think about. And I just haven't haven't been in that mind space no. for a while. It took no. me. I, I feel like a very similar one. Similar for different reasons, of course, but. I think I want to say The Sopranos was another one that people, you know, you always hear about how good it is. And like, yep. I, I want to say I didn't watch it until like maybe like a year and a half, two years ago. I'm yep. like, yeah, I mean, that's a that's a legit show. <laughs> that's that's. Very I still good. haven't seen Lost, so I haven't seen Breaking Bad. <laughs> I I have seen like one season of Breaking Bad. I think. Yeah. Bre Breaking Bad. I feel like. Listen, it's good. I feel like it's gotten a little bit up to the it's other way where it's like is, uh, people are just like, it's the greatest show. <laughs> and it's like, it's good. It's a very good show. 
Yeah. It's I hear that and Ozark are really good. And I, like they're shows I want to watch, but again, I think I'm with you guys where I don't want to go too hard in the paint on stuff. A big like on that. the record saying Breaking Bad, not great. Yeah. Not great. Yep. Trash. On show. the record, it's garbage TV. At me. At me, fools. <laughs> you you yeah, won't. You can add them at Minds Crimes if you want to get at a big. Just Minds Crimes. S at the end of each word. So <laughs> that's what uh, we call a segue. So let's swing into our second email from a highly anonymous email contributor. Um there's an actual a really good point here that, you know, I didn't realize it until I read this. And and I don't know if we, we I mean, I don't think any of you guys did. If you did, you're better than I am. But episode five is the first case that Patrick Jane doesn't actually solve his gut instincts about how to get the appropriate information to find the murderer was correct. The bad guy was in the search party. He knew that the the killer would come back to the person to make sure that she wouldn't talk or remember, but he didn't actually figure it out. He traumatized the shit out of Nicole so that he could get evidence to deliver it to Lisbon, but Lisbon's the one who actually figures it out. Uh, Maybe that's because the guy's motives were just like so soft that even Patrick Jane like couldn't tease him together. <laughs> he, he was way too bu- busy fucking reliving, making that girl relive those traumas. Yeah, like, yeah. He, he, had, re- he had bigger, bigger uh, plans. He needed to traumatize this girl. Just in case there was anything that you were forgetting, yeah. remember it right now in front of me. Yep. But I, think, I mean, I think that is a good point, and I think that it's a good thing for the show to do, which is to demonstrate that, like, people on the team are useful, and, like, these, like, they haven't been, like, twiddling their thumbs before Patrick Jane came around. Like, they're <laughs> they're capable of actual police work. I think I would like to see it a little bit more pronounced, because, yeah, I, I would say I definitely didn't realize that until the email I just mentioned it just now. I think it's yeah. just, like, the way it kind of ended up being like um or like the killer was quote unquote revealed at the time it felt like yeah. it was you, you saw it from like both perspective almost that it's like easy to forget that yeah drain actually didn't he didn't know who specifically it was, know who it was. Yeah. yeah 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 so so the other two little comments which i think are are kind of neat do and and this was to uh scott's comment do we know if the cbi is called in by local police or is there like an overarching california agency that is like hey there's a there's a terrible murder here and we need you guys because it it seems like they i mean i would imagine that they only show up for like homicide things that's what it it appears to be but um and then the last thing if this is actually such a small town, which is said by the sheriff and the glasses cop or the glasses ranger and all these different people, how in the hell does she not recognize her? Or is she that traumatized? Not recognize who? What? Her abductor. How did she not recognize? How did she not remember that it was glasses cop right off the bat if there's like seven people in this town? So I oh. imagine that was one of those situations where like, this guy was like a year below them in like high school and like uh, how many people do you like that would that would might know you from high school but you would be like if you saw them in a crowd like 8 years later you'd be like your face seems like maybe i've seen it somewhere i would, so i pictured it was like one of those situations the glasses yeah. cop didn't strike me as a person that was like friends with any of these people yeah <laughs> he Reasonable. seemed like someone that maybe wore trench coats when the matrix came out yeah maybe yeah, well, yeah. There's nothing wrong uh, with that. 
No. No, that's it's totally fine, but like that was a that was you can't, that you can't wear a trench coat and then stab somebody. That's where it yeah, goes over the yeah, line. Yeah. Right. You don't want to go. Yeah, yeah. Trench coats are go. cool. Like trench coats fine. <laughs> Just don't go murdering people with trench yeah. coats, you know? Wow. We yeah. actually do have a third email uh which is actually more of a request for a bic. Uh, so Ooh. I'm gonna need you to commit to the request before I read off the request. Let me let me first say cool. it can't be anything about sea shanties. Yep, it's not about oh, sea shanties. Okay, all right, because that's that's where right. we hit the viewer count. Okay, so I'm gonna say that you uh, repeat after me. Okay, she sells seashells by the seashore. I feel like this is part of the sea shanty thing. There's oh, no the it. word shit. The word shanty. Oh yeah, did you just get it right there? <laughs> he did it right oh, off the bat. There was we go. the anger? I've been practicing. I've been practicing all week. Well then, let's hit me with it. I did. I, I you gotta tell me it again. I don't even. She sells seashells by the seashore. So are you saying he sells? No, no like she. She, she, she is she selling. Sells. She yep, is yep. selling seashells. Nope. Seashells. By the at seashore. the seashore, yeah. by the seashore. Yeah. Yeah. All right, there we go. You, I just said well, it. <laughs> well, nope. You got it. You got to do it all on your you own. Seashells, seashells by the seashore. Love it. There all we right, go. Great. Love it. it. All right, we can move on. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So, um, what do we got this week? We have episodes seven and episodes eight. Uh, episode seven being seeing red, and episode eight being the thin red line. Mm-hmm. What do you guys? Do you have any initial thoughts on these episodes? Or uh, I was lukewarm on both of them. I had mm-hmm. so I had super high hopes for seeing red uh, okay. right off the rip. I had really really high hopes, um, but it sort of all just got weird by the end. <laughs> uh, and then then uh, the thin red line. It was sort of predictable. Uh, I think it was it was in general like just another kind of met episode. It had vibes of uh episode 5 for me where it's like this was okay. Like it was it was fine to watch but it didn't nothing struck me on it. Yeah, not th- not too much to take away from it. Yeah. No. Yeah. I think the main things are like you get like a new character who's at least somewhat interesting and that's yeah, a couple weird interactions in the with, with the crew. And that's that's about it. I I feel th- like I I had more things I didn't like didn't like. Oh sure. Than yeah. than I did like. I think I think I overall probably agree with you guys on both these episodes. I think the one thing, um, I'm a sucker for like a good ending, and I think episode seven, even if it didn't necessarily earn it, was a good ending. I think, and and I really did like the. Uh, and we'll get into it, but I really liked the. Um, the psychic rivalry. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. I yeah. think that, that that is the 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 one interesting thing. Like, I don't like the character. Yeah. I hope she comes I back. Like, I, I hope yeah. she's a recurring character. Cause, yeah. Uh, as as the resident expert, I can tell you that she does come back. Ooh, okay. Ooh, there we spoilers. go. Uh yeah. So let's uh let's get into it. So um episode seven is ultimately about <laughs> The the I want to say both of the kills in in both of these episodes weren't the best, which maybe contributes towards it. But episode seven was basically uh, a daughter that was angry at her mom, um, and in a fit of passion ran her over one night, 
yep. in an almost comical. It was like, it was kind of funny. like yeah, like yeah. yeah. <laughs> mama's mama's walking home from a from a a psychic reading, mm-hmm. um, and she's walking along the sidewalk. Phone rings. She doesn't pick it up. Then a car starts out and like runs up on the sidewalk and is cruising at this woman. Yeah, like immediately <laughs> on the sidewalk. Yeah, and and she turns and sees it. So the lady runs into the street, and this car just fucking wails her. Yeah, no, she just she, goes flying. She yeah. goes rolling, and and she's dead. And then the car just drives off. And it was like, wow, that was. I wrote, what a savage murder. And the other question <laughs> is like. I, I think for a split second on the sidewalk, there was like a telephone pole in the way of the car where huh. like just get in front of the pole. Like, why are you getting off the sidewalk? There's <laughs> a bunch of stuff in the sidewalk the car is going to run into and maybe not kill you. Like, that's dude, easy to say when you're not being chased by yeah, some I was say, how many times have you had to deal with this situation? It feels like she took a big leap to jump into the middle of the street from the sidewalk. Like, I, I don't know. Maybe, <laughs> Maybe she was just like, I'm on sidewalk and there's car. If I go to road, there'll be no car. <laughs> that could be it. She's playing with the bull, dude. She has to get him in his lane. I guess yeah, true. true. I guess true. But yeah, go back, this... go back to your home. <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, this is the first time I think we actually see like the murder, right? I want to say every, th- every other time. It's already yeah, I th- been killed, and then like, it's like the CBI are like coming to the scene. This is the first time it's like here's the actual crime in motion. Yeah, yeah usually it's done in like a flashback, like at, like midway through the episode, we get like the flashback of the actual murder, like uh, no. the young woman getting like hit in the head and then drowned, or uh, um, the when she re- uh, recollects the her friend getting murdered and then abducted in the previous episode. Yep. Usually it com- it comes later, not like at the at the jump of the episode. It was yeah. it had real familiar vibes to me, and I'm not entirely sure exactly with what. I want to say probably Sherlock. I want to say Sherlock did the same thing where it would show the like the actual crime or like the murder before the actual episode, like got into. That's yeah. I right. feel like yeah. I feel yeah, like but... though that you would usually get like one perspective of it, and then like later on when Sherlock like figured it out, you would like, like the, see uh, like the other story. angles of yeah. like what's what's really happening but, there. But it's um, nice. I like I like a little is, tease. Yeah. You know, like give me. Yeah. A little little yeah. hook to start off the yeah. uh, the episode. There was nothing hidden here. She just <laughs> literally got r- just dr- driven over yeah. by the car. So. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so after we get the aftermath of that, where uh, the CBI kind of show up, and this is uh, this is in like a more of like an urban area, right? Like this isn't out in the boonies or anything. Where yeah, I got like a waspy type neighborhood. Like, yeah. Uh, like a Martha's Vineyard type place, yeah, yeah, yeah kind that's of a feel really, to it. That's really There's good. a lot of people with money. In yeah, this, yeah, in this like place, just yeah. doing whatever, just yeah. living their life. Yep, visiting <laughs> casually, visiting their psychic once a week. Yep, <laughs> paying yeah. them ha- way too much money. Like yeah, way a lot of resident, money. a resident a artist slash lover, just live in your <laughs> in your mansion home. Yeah, and, strange stuff. And as they're kind of going over the body and going over what happened, we actually get the the quote unquote spiritual advisor who shows up at the scene and announces herself as as show and like was like, "Hey, I'm here and I have information." And Jade, right off the bat, is is not happy about the situation. I hated everything about that. Right? Because like, <laughs> what? Like this lady walks. Who? Who? Nobody around none of the cops nobody around who are 
and an active murder scene with the body still there. This lady just walks up and is like, yo, what up? I'm a psychic. I was talking to this lady and I know what's going on. Are you are you serious? There's no way that that happens. Like people don't just walk onto murder scenes. But that's why it's so good because that's exactly what Jane does every time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but no, but at least. Yeah. So the thing is, at least Jane has the clout of being a consultant with the CBI. Oh boy. <laughs> Lisbon brings Lisbon brings him with her. This lady just shows the fuck up. I will guarantee, I will bet five dollars the first time Jane helped with a crime, he literally walked up on the crime. Literally, I was watching this. It was like it was like that guy did it. (laughs) You're you're probably right. But like you can right off the bat, I'm like, oh, he is pissed that she is like taking his territory, like right now. Yep. <laughs> I I don't know I don't think I like wrote down specific lines, but like he ba- like as she's saying stuff, you know, she kind of does the same thing that Jane does, where he has a little bit of flair for the dramatic, and like Jane is literally scoffing at her. Yeah, <laughs> as, he's doing like that, mer, 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 like <laughs> yeah. behind her as she's like talking to the police. <laughs> um, and I want to say I, I don't even know what the uh, the therapist actually says or the psychic actually says. I don't know. It was it was useless to me. I was just like, this is absurd that the lady just walked out of the scene. <laughs> I, I believe she's t- she's talking about how like she had just told like they had just met and she had told her that like something bad was going to happen and that she didn't like believe her. And she didn't and then, like, listen. Stor- yeah. And then like stormed out and then she got run over. Yeah. She tried Sounds to quote, right. like help her, help yeah. her, but she wouldn't go for it. Yeah. And that and then later, like when they talked to her, she's basically like, I can, you know, I will divulge what we've <laughs> talked about. Once she crosses over and gives me like the approval to do so, yeah, yeah. The last part about it that I that I'll mention is Lisbon is getting such a kick out of this. (laughs) That might be the best part of the episode. She she is. She's just like, okay, you can finally get a taste of what I have to deal with every day. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is my life. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's and like throughout the episode, like I I feel like she's on the same page as that, like. This person obviously is like doing the flair thing, you know, kind of playing it up. But like she, she's enjoying it so much from this angle because of how much it's upsetting Jane. Yeah, yeah. He's like if pissed. anyone can see through this, like like Lisbon can see through it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she, no. She's like, you gotta live with this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they uh, so they end up taking her back to like C. I want to say like CBI headquarters or wherever they've been like stationed up. And we have another like little like mini uh, standoff between Jade and, uh, and the psychic Christina Fry. Yeah. Christina, Christina Fry. Thank you. Uh, Jane, Jane calls out how much money she's making. Like, like Sacco mentioned, which is something like, I want to say like $500 an hour. Yeah. Is, bonkers is, money. <laughs> yeah. Um, and there is there's a little bit of like a struggle where um Christina ends up like reading into Jade's past and he's like whatever whatever Every, you can Google me and everything will show up about me. Yeah. I do love that he literally basically says like Google me. I'm kind of a big deal. A few yeah. minutes on the internet will show you that stuff. Well, why would I go on the internet? I don't need to go on the internet. But it is good, right? Because it. In his defense, he shows like his vanity as well. Oh, yeah, because like because she very like rightly is like, why would I Google you? Yep. But there's I I think that there's also it kind of plays back to the psychiatrist one, right? The, mm-hmm. That episode where like clearly he knew who Jane was, 
beforehand mm-hmm. and then got like semi burned by that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I think he's maybe this is like saying like he's well known enough that like his case has been like studied or like <laughs> people that especially are in that industry might be aware because like that would be like the thing to worry about right about like pushing the boundaries as a psychic would be like well you don't want to end up like patrick jane whose family got murdered because he called out <laughs> some guy on tv yeah the, like it's true i want to say the, <laughs> the difference between that episode and this one is and, and I'll have other I, like this is another through line that I feel like happens with this episode is that I feel like Jade is way more flustered about her than he, she was the uh, the other person or he was the other person. Oh yeah, because like yeah, in yeah. the in the first episode he kind of just goes along with it, right? Like yep. he doesn't call out when 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 the person's like Red John, who's Red John? Like he doesn't like he's like that's bullshit. I know you should know this person. Whereas here, like she's he is very much like. Putting his like a stick in the sand and being like, like no, no, you you definitely know who I am. Yeah, and I th- I think to me a lot of that spoke to the fact that he recognizes that she's very good at the a skill set yeah. that he is also very good at. Yeah, and so like as much as he hate like hates her, and also maybe likes her a little bit, you know <laughs> what I mean? Um, that. Like it's like it, it's like being good at anything and then running into someone who you're competing against kind of because they are kind of in competition for like the police's like interest in at least in this case. I want to say Jane uh, is. I don't know if she is. I think she's she, she, I think she's <laughs> fucking with him like 99 percent of this episode. It. She's a yeah, yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, and and he I think he can recognize that like with the thing she's doing, like she's doing it well, A, and B, she's like stepping all up in his shit, I think. <laughs> so uh we get the crew who event or ends up next uh <laughs> they end up visiting the uh the victim's home where the uh the boyfriend is currently staying at. <laughs> and here's, here's another like fun recurring thing with the show is they love having dead be <laughs> This yeah. guy sucks. This guy <laughs> sucks does. so hard. Also, this dude, so while he's not he's not guilty of the murder, right? We we've mm-hmm. already established it's not him. This dude also needs to be arrested because an adorable <laughs> dog when he opens the door just fucking boots out the house and you don't know if that dog's gone. You can't so We never see that, that dog again. We see him one more time, so we know he came back. Oh, okay. <laughs> he's okay. back. Okay. We know he came back. But like right then that would be enough. But is that to a good like, thing? You're that could be a bad thing. You're a shithead. <laughs> Maybe that dog wanted to be free, dude. I guess. But also, I think this is a good example of just like casting in general because, like, that guy's face, you just like, you take one look at that guy and you're like, this guy is just a total, so, like, total skis. Like, <laughs> hate that dude. He, the, the actor at least does a very good job. Be, and hence, yeah. we'll call him the artist boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> I think he had a name, but I don't remember what it was. It's, it's Jeremy it's Hale. Jeremy, oh, right. yeah. Jeremy Jeremy's Hale. also a very sorry to all the Jeremy's out there, but it's a good name for someone you don't like. <laughs> yeah, I'd punch a Jeremy. Yeah, only Jeremy. I don't know if I know any Jeremy's. You guys know any Jeremy's as a quick aside? I, I can't say I do, that I do. I do know a Jeremy. Would uh, you punch him? You know, he was actually a nice guy. All right. He would punch him. He would punch him. He's the I exception would, to the I rule. I would do it. <laughs> The good, the one good Jeremy. <laughs> well, there's also the Jeremy from Flight of the Conquerance, right? That's a Jeremy. Uh, Jeremy it's, Clement. It's yeah. Jermaine. His name's oh. Jermaine. Yeah, it's Jermaine. Oh, okay. Yeah, Jermaine. Jermaine's, Jermaine's way better. It's not that. even Jermaine. It's Jemaine. J-E-M-A-I-N-E. Come on, guys. Get your New Zealanders <laughs> what right. About, uh, what about 
Jeremy Lin, the basketball player. All right, he's cool. I like Jeremy yeah. Lin, actually. Yeah. <laughs> All right, there's two good Jeremys <laughs> and one Jermaine. All right, I can't. That, that's Jermaine. All I that's all Sorry, I got. my apologies. All right, but this Jeremy deserves to get punched yeah, size. He let Jeremy it run away. <laughs> so we're all in agreement. He sucks. <laughs> he, he pretty much, uh, he just kind of calls up the son. He, he basically says the son lost it. He's like very much ever since like the father died, you know, he's just the boyfriend for the, the victim. But ever since the uh, the victim's husband died and the kids ended up being kind of distraught over it, of course. Uh, the son kind of got into drugs. He's like got into this like this bad scene. Um, ran away from home. Is like just like a bad kid. Uh, and he like mentions like the daughter. I want to say left for college. I think is yeah. yep abandoned in the family. And yeah. she and, and he of course is like you know holding Steward. down the fort in yeah. this in this luxury mansion that <laughs> that he can like can I- stay in. Can I just say that I feel like this is something that I feel has happened a couple times in the show. But is there anything that is looks more guilty than just like immediately throwing people under the bus like when you're being like questioned by the police like like in the end this guy didn't do it right but his first reaction is immediately to be like oh yeah this 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 deadbeat son probably did it he's he's real like he has no reason to actually believe that he did it but like like would he just be like no i don't know i don't know she got hit by a driver like it could be anyone i don't know there's he does have a fantastic line where uh Lisbon brings up like hey like so you were in the will like this that like want to talk about that or like you know that gives you some kind of motive and he says she did put me in her will rosemary was such a generous person to deny her generosity would deny her essence which is a <laughs> fantastic line and like has like yeah of course you would say this shit I'm like, I, I feel like there's, there's one other line at some point where they're they're later talking to him about like that he, the fact that he's like basically done this with multiple old widowers. <laughs> yeah, like and, and he's like, six. you could talk to any of them except for Sarah. <laughs> Don't she? She might not be. I've burned that, that bridge. Look, <laughs> yeah, maybe not her, but the rest of them totally will vouch for. They're cool. They're cool. <laughs> so uh, the next thing that we get is, of, of course, Jade is like, you know, he does what he always does. And he just walks around the place, just checking stuff out. Like what we got over here. Doesn't, uh, he, but- ask, doesn't he ask, though, in this one? Isn't he like, can I take a look around? And the guy's like, yeah, sure. Go for it. Oh, I'm does he sure, actually? I think okay. he actually That's asks more than he's ever episode. done in yeah. any other episode. So yeah. All right, I'll give it to him. I'll give it to him on that one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and so this is this is another like little pet theory that I have here is that uh, or I should actually explain it first. So um, so Jade kind of come, comes across the artist's studio. Right. And he's like poking around and he can he immediately kind of figures out that like this was actually the son's bedroom that the uh, the boyfriend ended up converting into a studio. And uh the the what's interesting here is that he immediately calls out the boyfriend on this, whereas I feel like you know normally what we get is a little bit more of like a like a cat and mouse things, a little bit more of like a something like like a little bit of flair at least that like to Jane to kind of show off his talents. Whereas here I feel like because Christina Fry is in the mix, he's just like I'm he's like we're going straight to the point. Like I ain't fucking around. Like you did. Like you clearly are an asshole that kicked your like son out. Like what? What do you like? Tell me. You know, fuck stock. Fuck off with the lies. <laughs> she could. She could show up at any minute. <laughs> <laughs> just steal every bit of my thunder. 
Yeah, no flair here. We're going in. We're going in hard on this. <laughs> yeah, I think it's either that or he just like there's certain people I think that just like bug him and he's mm. just like I'm done. I'm done yeah. with this person. Yeah. I'm <laughs> I'm gonna spend as little time talking about you as yeah. possible. You're irksome. You irk me. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Uh, the boyfriend doesn't really have a great. Uh, he he says something insane like he's like oh yeah no the the kid did he he wanted to live in the the shittier room <laughs> like yeah. over here that the attic is okay, the shitty gave attic him. yeah it's smaller yeah, she, it's better like, Harry Potter wanted to live under the stairs <laughs> yeah yeah exactly uh Sacco do you remember what happens next uh, I think so they it goes back to the um. They go back to the CBI, right? Isn't mm-hmm. isn't this when Jeremy or they're interviewing? Uh, who are they interviewing? They're the interviewing daughter, someone, right? Is it the daughter? Yeah, I Does think the it daughter is. Show up? Yeah, Clara. Yeah, they're interviewing the daughter, and he tell or she tells them that Jeremy has an awful temper. He's like mm-hmm. a scary human, and that the brother just ran away because she's looking for his her brother. She's like, "This is the last person that I have left. I don't mm-hmm. have anyone else, so like, I need to protect him." Um, yeah, because then while they're talking with her, Patrick hands her, hands her his phone and says, Hey, can you, can you put your brother's phone number in here? She puts a phone number in there and he goes, okay, well, uh, you know, and she, she's like, I'm not, he's not going to call. He's not going to pick up. And he goes, that's fine. And he just boom calls him right away. And is like, (laughs) Hey buddy, I'm Patrick Jane. I hope you're okay. And do you want, want, do you want the full quote? Do you have it? Yeah, hit me with yeah, the quote. Yeah, I have it. Yeah, Because yeah, yeah. it's like, I, uh, I hope you're happy or something like that. Horses, Hello, horses, Travis. horses. <laughs> you don't know me, but my name is Patrick Jane. I'm a friend. I know you're in a little trouble right now, and I want to offer you some peace of mind. But I don't know what peace of mind means to you. It's different for everyone. For instance, I like riding horses, but would horses make you happy? I don't know. Why wouldn't horses make you happy? Around and... And around in your mind until you're sure to go to that place where you know you are happy and give me a call. You have my number. Horses, 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 horses. Horses, horses, go to horses. The, go to the horse circle, horses, horses. So and anyway, he finds him later at the track <laughs> betting on the ponies. Yeah, this kid is <laughs> thousands of dollars in debt. This is this is funny to me because like no kid would ever fucking listen to a voicemail. Come on, like like I don't know. No, see, I disagree. In two thousand and eight, I definitely yeah. listened to voicemail. Yeah. Really? Now I don't. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Now yeah. Okay. Now there's like voicemail to text. I don't even need to listen yeah. to voicemails like, anymore. You're the only one that didn't listen to voicemails. I think it was just recently where I called you and tried to leave you a voicemail, and it was like this person's voicemail box is full. It's yeah, twenty twenty. That's that's how it do, should do. Be. Mail, do voice mailboxes even have a limit now? <laughs> they do. A big hit. It. I found Interesting. it. I hit that upper echelon. Well, there you it's, go. That's one way to not get any voice mail. It's got to exactly. be. T- it's got to be terabytes worth of audio files. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, they 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 actually find this kid at yep. the like at the carnival at the carousel. Yeah. And what it's, an innocent kid. It's like it's very uncomfortable because like Rigsby Cho. And Patrick Jane all get on this carousel and they're like their suits, like adult suit wearing police officer people, like clearly staking out someone. And this kid's like, <laughs> oh, God, he's so spooked. And Patrick is like, it's OK. I'm Patrick. Just hang out, Travis. It's amazing. 
the way the camera sets up that scene is very creepy. Because, yeah, you, yeah. you kind of get, like, the perspective of the kid. And it's, like, almost feels cross claustrophobic as he's, like, looking around and he's, like, sees Cho, sees Jane, sees Rigsby. And they're all just literally staring at him, <laughs> like, ready to jump the kid. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, God, like, this is not... You guys are grown ass men. You can do this mm-hmm. better. Yeah. And I think while this is happening, there is the one interaction with Van Pelt and uh Patrick Jane back at the office where basically I think uh uh is it uh what the hell is her name again? Christina Fry calls again and says like she has a lead or like she's made contact with uh the victim. But then they get into this spat again with Van Pelt. That like how she's all upset at Patrick that he doesn't like trust her and that Christina is like really a psychic and like I believe brings up his dead family as like a like that, that's later that's later that's oh, not is right that now. later yeah yeah okay yeah. uh that's near the end of the episode because yeah that okay. that was pretty interesting uh no yeah. so the um this part well before that like the son kind of gets interrogated and it's a little mean because he's like I'm so I I lost my mom like I've been paid and they're like you you killed your mom didn't you and he's like no please <laughs> please listen to me I didn't I didn't do it <laughs> uh which again <laughs> the the patented move by Jade is like I believe him <laughs> he he did not do it I mean, he's always right but. I do, yeah. I do love that Cho is constantly trying to get people to crack, just being so yep. aggressively mean to them, and it never works. Like it has yet to never work, does, yeah. but it's it's really nice to see him trying to do that. <laughs> <laughs> it's either Cho messing with them or getting Jade to hypnotize them. That's their that's their two moves so far in interrogation. We've never seen Rigsby interrogate anyone, right? No, 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 we have not. We've Wonder seen a lot of stakeouts. Is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think I think right after that is a quote that I really liked. Um, it's when it's when so Van Pelt uh, and uh, I mean I might have just zoned out for a minute here, but when Van Pelt is really saying like no maybe there maybe there is actual psychics like maybe psychics are real, and uh, Patrick Jane's just being a dick to her, and Lisbon goes play nice. Van Pelt's entitled to her opinion. And Patrick Jane says, not if it's wrong. This is like believing in the Easter Bunny. And Rigsby for Comic Relief says, who said there's no Easter Bunny? Um, <laughs> but but it's not the Rigsby part that really gets me there. It's the not if it's wrong. This is like believing in the Easter Bunny. And that struck me so hard right now with all the yeah. bullshit that we have to wade through. That <laughs> is the the media and news in massive air quotes donald trump lost the election the earth is round all of this shit (laughs) is truth not opinion like it's these are facts that are (laughs) out there and it's it's not like oh yeah my opinion is that vaccines cause autism no they don't no they don't my opinion is that covid19 isn't a real virus nope nope it's killed a whole shitload (laughs) of people get it together let's focus up here people (laughs) <laughs> so yeah, yeah. I, I it was real it was a good it was a good quote that's that's very funny because I'm gonna bring up something later <laughs> now with this connection in mind I will wholeheartedly agree with what you said even if it seems like I'm gonna disagree later <laughs> all right oh, no. all right but, <laughs> I forgot a big was a flat out there <laughs> oh no <laughs> uh, I'm just oh no I can't even I can't even entertain the okay so <laughs> We the the one thing we also do find out while this is happening is that 
Uh, I think Rigsby like notices that the psychic is also in the will of the yep. of the victim. So that's when um, also the mailman and <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a, there's a lot. Well, they 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 look at the, like the itemized like bill or like the the credit card that she used or something, and it's like they're basically like everyone in town has been like leeching money off of her for like whatever. Like here's some like here's some snake oil. You know, you can use some of that to help along the way. Um, but. Lisbon Do you need kind some of, earthly pure beauty products? We can we can spend some money to them. It's that same guy, dude. That same guy's right there. Yeah. So uh, Lisbon sends or Van Pelt maybe volunteers to kind of go like talk to her, and uh, Jane's like, "All right, I'm coming with." And Van Pelt's like, "No, really? Like you're just you're being so cynical." And then, and Lisbon kind of is like, "Yeah, we we need him there. Like we need him to suss out the bullshit." Like. He's he's gotta go, um, and then we get a little bit of little comedy. Do you remember, or do you want to take this part, Scott? Uh, so we're we talking about when they're in like the waiting room, yeah, scene? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So where Jane is basically like casing the place a little bit and talking about how there's all kinds of like tricks and how she's probably like listening to them right then because they want to get some information before they go in, and then talking. Specifically about there's a mirror on one side of the room and he's like, this, this is a two-way mirror. So she's probably looking at us right now and he like waves at her and then she welcomes him in. They walk around the corner and they're like, it's clearly like this like an actual wall that's there. And, and like Jade's literally like feeling the wall. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Trying to find the trap door. <laughs> Which I think 100% she was listening to them because she also has like a wry smile as like they come like back into the room. Is that so, what you... Th- see, for me, yeah. I want to say... Uh, and this will go, but like I want to say she she was just like, what are you doing? <laughs> like she can no, tell I think- that Jade is like, he he has created this like crazy monster. <laughs> I'm willing to bet a hundred dollars that there is not a psychic, a psychic alive that runs that kind of operation that is not listening and or watching in some way <laughs> in their way. Like that's what the waiting room is for in that uh-huh. situation. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know. He- I mean, J- Jade is was generally right with this stuff, so I think I think you're right. I want to, at least it, to me, it unless per- you're saying she's actually a psychic. Like, oh, that's where we're gonna get into soon enough. Don't worry. <laughs> but I think um, I think for at least the purposes of this episode, she she never kind of shows that hand of it, right? She's always kind of she never lets her guard down. I I should at least say, right? She's always kind of in the in character in the. I you know I know what I'm talking about you know she never quite breaks that character like Jane, she's actually you know, she's of. actually a psychic the entire yeah. episode. I noticed the uh, quite professional portrait that was taken of her that was on the uh, just like on a weird stand in there. That was something that struck out to me because <laughs> there's an immediate connection there of Christina Fry and Jeremy the scumbag because um, <laughs> it's like all right this is a real rich waspy town probably a lot of you know intermingling this is absolutely that guy's work. Like it was the same (laughs) style of the portraits that you saw earlier. So like, okay, there's a connection right there of how these people know each other. But that was something that I thought. And then they go talk, right? Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, the psychic or I want to say like, as the psychic's talking, um, Jane kind of calls out. He's like, oh yeah, like stop using this, like this bullshit. It's like, you know, like the flare essentially. And like, I do like this, that she's like, you know, this is like part of it, right? Like that 
people want to see like this side. And, and like she's like, I know you know this because now I did do my research and you wore those like dumbass suits back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny because he's still wearing most of those suits. It's not like it's like changed that much. He's not wearing a tie <laughs> anymore. So no, no. that's yeah, he's much more casual now. Uh, he he and she does like she brings up Red John and um I forget in what context but Jane is like don't try to cold read me and she's like I I don't know how I don't know what you're talking about and he's like we both know that's a lie <laughs> <laughs> you know again projecting kind of part of himself into into her uh and to the, the next part she is she's like hey listen like while I was like talking to to um the like the victim you know like in, in in some of my readings like she said uh she basically calls out that her car is in like a nearby like pond or reservoir um yeah i think the weird connection she makes is it's in water but also like touching concrete mm. yeah <clears throat> which is a a very specific thing to be in because that's that's a man-made something or other and they find it. Them, yeah. They yeah. find the it in the next scene. The yeah. next scene is literally the car getting dragged out of a pond, which is yeah. I did enjoy. And it's basically it's it's uh Jade basically being like, if anyone needs arresting, it's Christina Fry. She do way too much. <laughs> also, again, I reiterate, why is Christina Fry at this scene? Why is she there? And why is she helping with this? Like, I don't get it. Yo, to dude, rub she, it in Jane's face. Yeah, exactly. She <laughs> she called it. She called it and she has to be there to reap the rewards. Yeah. Fair, fair. <laughs> and, Jane, and Jane is just staring like daggers at her. Yeah. <laughs> I just wrote petty. She's <laughs> yeah. very petty, for sure. Uh, Lisbon, is, like again, another thing of Lisbon getting a kick out of it. She she kind of like pokes the bear <laughs> where she's like, she made an educated guess and she got it right. She's good at this, okay? Maybe better than you. <laughs> Which Jane's like, he kind of like, all right, yes, yeah, she she probably did make an educated guess, but she's not better than me, mind you, but she's good. <laughs> um... Oh, and, and like, at this point, like, Van Pelt's also kind of, like, you know, still kind of, hit, like, being like, hey, like, listen, like, she still believes in this, right? Like, she she believes that there is the, like, the, like, the psychics actually do real readings, like, seances are real, talking to the dead can be real, you know, even if um, Jane doesn't particularly believe in it, like, she, she does believe in it still. Then we, the next scene I want to say is actually... Back at the studio, uh, I forget why they went back to the studio. They got a, they got a. I think they got a call from the son or the daughter, Travis or uh, what's her name? Clara. Is Clara. it Clara? Travis or Clara calls and basically says that Jeremy dipped. Like Jeremy just got <laughs> in the car, and I think it was Clara because they got in a huge argument, and Jeremy's just like, "Peace, I'm out of here," okay. and some of the jewelry. Uh, the the Rosemary's jewelry is missing, so they okay. go back. They go back to Rosemary's home, and Patrick Jane goes back to the studio, and he's rifling through the photos, and he's like, "Look, all of these are done within the year, within the year, within the year." And then there's this one, which <laughs> is like very recent, 
and has a very interesting puncture mark on it. And he's like, looks like a woman's heel from a high heel, huh? And Lisbon's like, yeah, it looks about right. He goes, now, why would there be a high heel in this particular picture? <laughs> they take it downstairs and show it to the Travis and uh, Clara. And they're like, you guys know who this is? And Clara's like, yeah, that's my mom's bridge partner's daughter. <laughs> and I don't remember. I don't remember her name, but whatever. Doesn't matter. It's fine. Yeah. Um, so the, ne- the next scene, they go zipping over to the bridge partner's daughter's house and she is shredding some music like so <laughs> loud that in the like the porch that they have music's just blaring through the windows. They knock on the door, bang, 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 open the door up. Um, and it's this girl wearing gorgeous necklace that is definitely way above her pay grade. And it's obviously Rosemary's necklace. I think mm-hmm. it's Rigsby and Lisbon that go there. Um, <laughs> and they're like, hey, have you seen Jeremy Hale? She's like, yeah, of course. And she yells out, hey, honey, can you come out here? And the guy walks out, <laughs> no pants, no shirt, just underwears and a can of whipped cream. He's smiling his shaking ass that off, whipped cream, baby. Shaking the whipped Very cream. Very varsity blues. It's amazing. And, then, and Rigsby's like, hey, you might, you might want to put on a pair of pants or get a whole lot more whipped cream. Your call. <laughs> <laughs> what I love is like all of Rigsby's like his jokes are like two out of ten jokes, but yeah. it, it oh. cracks him up so much <laughs> that like That's I also so end funny. up laughing. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. Rigsby's oh. excellent. <laughs> He's just a party of one over there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they do. T- I think they take their boyfriend in at this point, and yeah. the um. They're trying to, or the CBI is basically trying to figure out if if there is a link. Like their their current theory is that okay, uh, because the boyfriend like he does have this weird tendency to like date widows and end up in their will. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and that also the the same thing seems to happen with Christina Fry. Like they're like okay, is there a link there? Are they working together perhaps to like um Game to system. take money from these people? Yeah. Um. And uh, bu- 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 bu. oh yeah, because because the one of the links that they see is like while during the painting like search, they also see a painting of Christina Fry. I want to say, and it's like, how did some? How did the victim who is so close to both of you like? How is how have you guys not met or like how have you guys not like seen each other? Like something's up. So they're like that's something that they want to go investigate. Um, and I think at this point. Uh, Jane actually goes to, uh, is it, no, wait, okay, I think I missed this part, hang on. No, Jane, Mm. Jane goes back to Travis and Clara and tells him that he wants to conduct a seance because he thinks Christina Fry's the culprit, right? Did he do that before he taught, does like the, the thing with Christina Fry or no? What thing? Well, so they go and they find out, so I think, uh. Um, oh the, yeah, the deadbeat boyfriend basically lawyers up and sh- and shuts up, mm-hmm. and then they go talk to Christina Fry quickly, and she basically mm-hmm. says that they knew each other and they they had slept together before. Yeah, yeah. he had done her portrait. Yeah, yeah. she's like, like very t- like upfront and like telling. Yeah. Um. At this point, like the show kind of like has it as like, you know, he looks okay, good for it. Yeah, and like and Jane is like very much like trying to trying to expose Christina Fry, whether that's because she actually. 
is complicit in the murder or if you know she's a fraud like he is he's very much gunning for her as like you know to to oust her as some kind of fake right Mm-hmm. And yeah. um, at, at, and that's this is the point where he then goes back to to meet with the kids. And what happens there, Sago? Uh, he goes back to meet with the kids. One, he has a dope ass car. His car is super sick. Um, <laughs> but he he goes up, and meets with the kids, and he's like, "Hey, so I'm pretty sure that Christina did it, and I want you guys to convince her to have a seance to call your mom from the dead." And then expose her that it's all fake. And then we'll we'll get to the real killer and we'll know that Christina did it, yada, yada, yada. So they plan a seance. Classic (laughs) honeypot. Which like and that and the one the other scene that I forgot right before that is also that like she mentions like when he's like all right like I need you to be at the funeral to like call her and like expose it. and she's like you know that's not how this works like I can't just like bring people in willy nilly you know yeah um, and then <laughs> this the scene after it I just wrote microwave scene good <laughs> the microwave scene is good they, like it's Van Pelt and Rigsby talking about what you would presume to be a seance. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're like, no, I can't believe it. And then Rigsby says like, no, but they make you infertile. And Vin Pelt gets like this super quizzical look. And she's like, what are you talking about? And he goes, the microwave. What are you talking about? As he's making popcorn. And she's like, I'm talking about the seance. I got it. I got it right here. So they're, it's funny. Cause they're both like staring at the microwave. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and Van Pelt's like, I don't like it. Riggs be like, me neither. What's the alternative? <laughs> Van Pelt, it's a moral. <laughs> I don't know about that. Say your brain gets cooked if you use it a lot. Makes you infertile too. <laughs> what are you talking about? Microwaves. What are you talking about? The seance this evening. We were looking at the microwave. The seance has nothing to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and this is where uh, Scott, if you want, this is the part that you were going to talk about. <laughs> the uh, where she kind of gets into it with Jane. Yeah, I mean, they just have had sort of this combative relationship, specifically about like psychics and Van Pelt's that what I would call a true believer. Mm-hmm. Um, and they just kind of get into it. And again, it's basically uh, her saying that it's real and there's no way that like, you know, you can't, science doesn't explain everything and Patrick Jane's just not having any of it. And I, I forget exactly what she says I, about her, his I got family. The, I got the quote if you want, if you want the quote yeah, yeah. of the explanation. So yeah. um, Van Pelt says, it's really important to you that Christine is a fake, isn't it? Because if she's not, if she does have a gift, everything you mock, everything you discredit, everything you stand for gets turned upside down. Patrick Jane goes, um, <clears throat> yeah, true. Unlikely, but true. And I thought that was yeah. I thought that was a pretty cool little thing. And she just dips from there. I think so, that was the right quote, right? Yeah, yeah, that was the right quote. The um oh wait, did did you bring up the last part where it's like or what 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 if your family's looking down on you? Did you I sorry the, if I, So I didn't I didn't have that quote there. I was so, looking this up. What like the line that I mean this is kind of killer. Like you know, you're you're probably crossing a line here, Van Pelt. But yeah. she basically says, yeah. "What if your family is looking down at you at the séance, trying to reach out to you, but they can't because you won't believe?" It is kind of where she's at, and like and like this really is like a punch in the gut for Jane. You know, he, he, 
it's brutal and the one thing I do like because at the time when she says this I'm like fuck man like what that's that's kind of crossing a line I I do like how she pretty much immediately apologizes Mm -hmm. like because I think she she and we saw this with um the episode like the beach episode too right with um with Lisbon where like I I think she genuinely cares about like her co-workers but she probably crosses personal boundaries a little bit too often you know, that, that, then what's appropriate. Yeah, um, she's very childlike in that sense. Yeah, yeah. And, and, like, you know, she does have, like, she clearly also does seem to have a passion about this stuff. Um, but I, I I do like how she does apologize because I think that warrants apologizing. And I feel like I'd, um, it, it keeps in line with her being, like, a very, like, naive but, like, hopeful good person. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, don't, I, I came off from this interaction thinking a lot less of Van Pelt than i previously did um but that the apology struck me is like when you're like when you're fighting with someone especially when you're like when you're younger and then someone like actually hits someone and then you immediately like realize that like oh i didn't like really mean to hit you there yeah yeah uh you went too far yeah and then slowly back away from the situation so yeah it was just yeah i do i do wonder because of like her like passion about this i do wonder if we're gonna find out more stuff about her background that kind of like that uses her, some of this sister's stuff. a psychic or like we know something or, yeah. something where whatever, like yeah yeah, yeah something like, like that to kind of help in like support why she believe like, she has to believe this stuff to be real right like because she does she's, she seems very she, passionate was, about this stuff but we she's already said that i think in like the second episode where it's yeah it's either her sister or her cousin is supposedly a psychic mm-hmm that was the first yeah. episode, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. But is is yeah. there something more than just like, oh yeah, my sister has this gift? Like, is there something? At, that it's the to it's her? the lobster dinner, and I think it's like, yeah. So maybe there's more to the story than that. Yeah, yeah. I, but yeah, which I'd I'd, I'd be interested. I'd be I'd like to see like a Van Pelt backstory. Uh, episode. Yeah, I imagine we'll touch on a little bit of everybody at some point. Would I like that. She, I like that she got a little more screen time. Like, the, I think that that interaction with Patrick Jane was one of the more like hefty moments that she's gotten and i thought mm-hmm. that was kind of neat to give her like a little bit of shine there which is cool no and we didn't really see that like that those two interacting as much yeah so it was it was nice to see there was a or weird take a little thing. shine off <laughs> mm. there, there was a really like quick weird thing with rigsby or like as they're kind of having a serious discussion about the afterlife and talking to the dead where like rigsby's like all right this is a good time to come up behind van pelt and be like boo <laughs> and, yeah, yeah. and then he like laughs to himself and they both kind of look at him like, like mean, what? Rigsby's a big dumb idiot and He's I love real him stupid. for it. Yeah, read the room, Rigsby. <laughs> uh, uh, so, so then they go to the seance, right? Yes, yeah. yes. What's that? And you want to set the scene second? I mean, it's a whole bunch of people, and it's a reading of the will, right? So they're going to mm-hmm. be reading Rosemary's will, and Christina's performing a seance, and she's like, "Everybody, hold hands. We're going to call. We're going to call Rosemary back from the dead." And she asks Patrick Jane to dim the lights, and he dims the lights, and she's like, "Hey, talk to us, Rosemary. Talk to us." And then you just hear, "Clara, Clara, why, Clara, why did you do it?" <laughs> and then Clara runs up the stairs crying. And it this and this moment, like there were a couple things that were that were mentioned throughout the episode um, where 
uh, Christina said that she had the recordings on CDs of all of her sessions and that she wouldn't give them to the cops until the the deceased said that it was okay. The deceased mm-hmm. have said it's okay, so now the cops got him. They were listening to him. So my immediate thing was like, this lady just pieced together, like she she took and did what you do a bit with our podcast and spliced together the audio, <laughs> and it was like, okay, she made it. So now it says this, right? Clara runs up the stairs. She's crying. Jane is holding his phone behind his back, sending something. I don't really, I didn't get this at all. Uh, if you guys want to explain that to me, but like she's bawling her eyes out and she's like, I, yes, I, I killed her. So my brain, I think he was just, he was just recording the confession. Okay. All right. So I was just like, what, what is going on here? Like this doesn't make any sense. And it, it led me, you know, they went to the flashback and they showed the flashback of her running over her mom. And my, my thought was like, are there actual psychics now and there's a, there's another scene afterwards that i think a bit you wanted to talk about yeah from yeah so so yeah they do that they you know they arrest the girl they bring her down to the station she hugs her brother and she's like be good don't be an idiot blah 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 and they take her away and travis is yeah. all sad well and so then, um so quickly for the the seance because um i think i could probably explain a little bit about it uh so you see that shot of um of Cho and Rigsby, like, in the car. So they're the yeah. ones that are actually, like, pumping in the, the audio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And, and, like, what I feel like is kind of implied here is that we we didn't see a scene, but there was a scene of Christina Fry and Patrick Jane, or at least the CBI and Christina Fry kind of coming to an accord of, like, hey, like, we're going to work together and, like, bust, bust or, like, get call the daughter out, right? Because, like, Christina yeah. Fry very much plays into this idea of like oh yeah like you can hear me like from the beyond and like yeah even even in scenes before she she mentions like hey listen this is not how this works like you know it's not like i can just call up the dead whenever i want like it has to it's like a very like it's a process thing here but like here it's like almost like hokey right where she's like oh Oh, the lights are flickering this the 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 flame is, fl- like, you know, coming on and off, and like, ooh, there's here's the spooky voice coming in, and she, you know, she's reacting as if, like, you know, it's very real and all that kind of stuff. Um, so I'm the dumb one there, and just couldn't piece together that Rigsby and Cho were pumping in the music. It it does. Or- this sh- this scene wasn't super good about it because I definitely had to like watch it like two or three times to kind of piece that part together. Okay. It makes Alternatively, sense, she's a real psych. Yeah. <laughs> So uh we do we do get to uh back to the CBI studios, right? And and we do find so I I don't know if we said this exact but like to essentially explain what the daughter ended up doing is that um she found out that they that the son and her, uh her mom got in this like big fight and she was going to write the son out of the will and um Clara was like tried to like talk to her on the phone. They got in a really kind of heated argument because she, you know, she's like very passionate. She's like, you know, you're supposed to protect us, blah blah blah. And when she like she like wasn't listening, so she drove back down to to their her hometown to kind of confront her and like make her see like, hey, listen, like, you know, again, you are supposed to protect us. You need to protect your son. You need to protect me. 
Um, and then that this is where it's like kind of insane, where it's like the mom like doesn't pick up the phone, so she loses her mind and runs her over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which yeah, like yeah. there there probably could have been a little bit better <laughs> reasoning zero to for fifty that. right there. Yeah, like you know, like otherwise seems like a perfectly like or mostly okay person that just apparently so saw red <laughs> and just had to commit had murder. to kill. We have to yeah. murder my mom. <laughs> but uh, she at least the actress does a very good performance, basically saying like parents are supposed to protect their kids, and like you can see that hitting. Like I mean, that's very clearly meant to be a thing at Jane, right? That. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that she's not doing, but the episode is definitely doing. Of like, hey, like Jane is distraught about this kind of stuff, and you know, like it's it's something that he like a cross that he has to bear. Um, and that's what this we an, see. And well, I was just gonna say this is another case of the killer being an actor or actress that then goes on to do other stuff after oh. that show. What um, did she do? So I think she's. So apparently she was in a, a TV show called Blind Spot that I wasn't super familiar with, but uh, she's also one of the main characters on Critical Role, and has oh. been on that show for a long time. But I mainly knew her as the the random person in the, the original Avengers movie that gets way too much screen time. I was just gonna <laughs> that, say that's she, what I recognize. Her from. I went on IMDb real quick. She's the waitress in the Avengers. Yes, in the Avengers. Yeah, that gets <laughs> for whatever reason a ton of screen time and like a talking part as like a random person. Interesting. Yeah, this is definitely falls into that that pit trap of uh oh I recognize this actor actress. Oh no, they're probably the murderer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. You know you know what else she was she was? She is the I believe she's the voice actress of Ellie in The Last of Us Part 2. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, why she looks so familiar. Okay, that's yeah, that's a Yeah, that's you're totally right. Yeah, I forgot Neat. that is. That's why I was like, yeah, because I haven't seen the things that you were saying, Scott, but like she definitely seems super familiar. Yeah. Neat. Cool. <laughs> um, and then so the final scene that we get is Jane kind of at the at the office. I, I, th- I want to say he like notices Christina walk in. So he kind of like quickly like lays down on the on the office couch and like puts his you know, arms over his eyes and like tr- you know, almost like fake being asleep. The um Christina kind of shows up, grabs her like CDs, and she's like, "Hey, listen, I need to talk to you in private." Um, to which Jane isn't super interested, but like she like insists, like, "Hey, listen, like, you know, I I do need to talk to you. Promise me you won't interrupt. Um, hear me out." And Jane's like, "Okay, all right, so I promise." And <laughs> Christina starts it off being like, "Hey, I spoke to your wife." To which like Jane immediately doesn't want anything to do with this, right? He he's yeah. like, "Hey." No, like don't don't do this stuff with me. But um Christina like, like pretty much like kind of raises a finger and like kind of stops him in his track tracks and she says, Ever since she and your daughter were killed, there was a question about that night's events that's been tormenting you, yes? And Jane like th- this is a very well done scene that Jane's like, kind of just staring at her. Yes? And Jane's like, Yes. Your wife wants me to tell you that your daughter didn't wake up. She never knew what happened. She wasn't scared for even a second. Jane, at this point, doesn't respond to anything. And there's like silence for about like five or six seconds. And then he just looks at her. Are you done? You're done channeling. That it? Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, she kind of like 
I, I don't even know if she says anything else. She kind of like moves on. And at this point, like once she leaves the room, like Jane pretty much breaks down in tears. Um, yeah, I, I thought this was, I thought, and like Van Pelt, I want to say like walks by and like closes the door, like yeah. <laughs> awkwardly closes the door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The quiet close. Um, I, I really like this ending, even if I don't know if it necessarily was quite deserved for this episode. I still really liked it, and I'm, I'm I think it's just a partially me like being just a sucker for like good endings. Because um, mm-hmm. I, yeah, if it I, helps. I hated it. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. If you think about the context of what it is that she said, mm-hmm. how how is that in any way like? something that any reasonable person wouldn't in her position wouldn't think that Patrick Jane was thinking about like if you are the father of a murdered wife and child who died like literally was murdered within their home like that's a very reasonable thing for him to be thinking about Mm -hmm. it's not like she told him that like and like she left you a note underneath like the like buried underneath the steps of your home you'll find it like here and here like it's just more of like the hand wavy like pulling on heartstrings stuff that like psychics do right Uh like it wasn't anything magical about it it was just like it's very reasonable for him to be terrified with the thought that like not only did his wife and child die but they died like terrified and afraid but like so it worked though, right? Because he broke down. Like it clearly was bothering him to a like a great deal. At least that's so how it I read took, to me. That like, yeah, no, no, and I think that's totally reasonable. I took it more as as like, like he's clearly emotional about it, and it's like a clearly probably been on his mind since Van Pelt brought it up, right? Mm-hmm. Like he's clearly like this is not a situation you ever as a person get over, but it's even more than that. Like is fresh in his mind again, and like for someone to like conf- like. Like I wanted more anger from him in that situation to be like, how, like, how dare you like, 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 but I took it more as like, he's just like clearly emotional about the loss and like them, like the, like she brought up like the most traumatic event in his life or like anyone's life. Right. No. And like that would make anyone emotional in that moment. Yeah, and also like the the daughter is saying sh- like stuff like parents should protect their kids. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like yeah. he's clearly like pre- like yeah. present in his mind. Okay. More no. so than it usually is. I dig it. I dig it. I I didn't, I didn't take malice out of it, but I could see when he clearly doesn't like her <laughs> that it, yeah. you know it's uh it's a cruel thing. Uh, so one thing I did because I <laughs> I think it's kind of interesting that what you mentioned, Zacho. I don't think the show actually wants anyone to believe that th- there's like supernatural events are actually happening here. I wanted to, I do want to bring it up because I think that's a really interesting discussion as far as the show goes. Cause we've seen enough like supernatural stuff that's happened already that like, I, I was very curious to, to kind of get y- your like thoughts on it. Like, do we believe like in this world, is, is there a possibility that like, People can be psychics. People can talk to the uh, like to the dead. You know, can can you <laughs> can Jade hypnotize people at will? You know, like like is, is this like part of this f- mentalist fiction that we're in now, or is it? Nah, that's all still bullshit. Like this is this is more just straight up. What's real is real. 
So I think I think for me, uh, I think that they want you with this last scene to doubt that this stuff is not real. And by that, I mean, I, I think they want to give you that sliver of yeah, maybe this stuff actually exists. Right. I don't I don't buy it. I don't think it does. And I think it's I think Scott's dead on where like. Yeah, he probably should have been pissed that this lady was feeding him bullshit. But I also think he was just in a super vulnerable state and was like, "Okay, this lady, along with the daughter that killed his wife or killed her mom. Like, I think he was in such a miserable spot that he just broke down. Mm -hmm. Um, Hypnosis and stuff, I think I I don't know if that like (laughs) I don't know if that stuff actually works. I mean, I I think there is scientific evidence to suggest that hypnotism at some level is effective and can can be done on certain people, whether or not it's on the the level on the fly. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Random wielding as like a Jedi mind trick. Probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, probably not. Yeah. But like in in certain circumstances, I think hypnotism actually works Um, in this series in this tv show i i don't buy in that there's supernatural powers okay i think that it's regular i think it's regular world but i think the show with this episode wants you to believe that they're made interesting i think it, okay. it does ask an interesting question though because clearly every every episode leading up to this has been very vocal in general specifically most times comings from jane Mm-hmm. That all of this stuff is bullcrap, right? Mm-hmm. That it's, you know, mm-hmm. it's liars' tricks and, like, you know, all that stuff. But Cold reading, this, like, yeah, this is very yeah, much yeah. like a, a talent that is reading people's tells as opposed but to reading their minds. In this episode, though, they don't really paint Christina Fry in a bad light. Mm-hmm. Like, yep. we don't yep. leave no. the episode specifically knowing that she's a con woman. Like, like and, 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 to, to Jane's best ability, he wanted to expose her as a exactly, yeah, yeah. So I, I think that that, that sort of it leaves that that thread open, right? Mm-hmm. So like it clearly is opening the door for this to be something that isn't resolved yet within the confines of like the show, as they've said. So either it could take the 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 thread you're talking about, where we establish within this universe. Maybe there is some there's some greater power that's going on or like her story's just not done yet. And, well, you know, she's like a new character that's sort of out there in the ether doing her thing and we're going <laughs> to run into her again. Yeah, I I I don't know if I, I don't think I'm at the point where I think the writers or the show is going to go as far as to believe that kind of stuff. But I think it's I think it's super interesting and I'm going to keep that option open in my own like mental universe that like huh i wonder if this is real in this world you know and uh, and like it's really exciting that you told me that she comes back because i i do think she works as a good um foil to to jane in some ways and do we jump the shark at some point and uh find out she's a real psychic i go full i would i would love it i would love it because i think that would be super fascinating (laughs) to like i i love um it, like not necessarily when a show does this particular thing, but I love when, uh, like so a good example is uh, Adventure Time. I don't know if you, you guys have seen Adventure Time. It's like uh, I have a, not. A, a, it's like a children's cartoon, completely ridiculous, like very funny and like just like a very fantastical world. But then you get like slivers of like 
real world like New York and like buildings and stuff. And like the 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 lore, the backstory of that world ends up being that it's actually like real world, like uh real earth that like, you know, just got really fucked up and now we're in this like apocalyptic world that is adventure time. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, so I, I love that kind of shit. I love like thinking about that kind of stuff. Uh so mm-hmm. I, that's where I'm at. I do I don't think I think like like you just said, I think the show goes to great lengths. Um, in Jane's character, the show that this is like he is a con man. Um and like he what he's actually using is like his intellect, his um ability to read people to 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 solve these kind of murders, to solve these kind of crimes. And um even if Christina Fry doesn't um she doesn't get like exposed as some kind of fraud, I think you could very much see like her still, you know, being essentially what Jane is being, right? Just she hasn't dropped yeah. that facade yet. Um, I think it's interesting. Yeah. I, I, that that's probably the most like I've thought about in, as far as these both these episodes are concerned. Yeah, I I would say I had a lot more thoughts on the first episode mm-hmm. as compared to the second one. I think the second episode is really like a this is a classic. Turn it on at any point, and it's like who done yeah. it. That's all that this episode was. I liked it. I liked the episode, but it was just a just a whodunit. Yeah. Uh, do you want to, Scott? Do you want to explain what the the murder is for episode eight, the thin red line? Yeah. So the episode opens up with a police officer getting called to a crime or to a, a, a what seems like a domestic dispute. Maybe it opens up a hotel room and there is a murdered woman and a murdered man in a hotel room. Uh, we find out later that the police officer responding to the crime is actually the one who killed these people not moments before he was called back to the scene of the crime mm-hmm. uh, and is is unraveled in a, in a sort of web of deceit involving his own father, who's also a policeman, um, and their connection to what ends up being his stepsister that he murders? Yeah. Question mark? Out of left field. Ha- completely ha- out of left field. Yeah. Half-sister. Um, yeah, half-sister. Um, yeah. Like it, the, it felt like the, the show the like just wanted to add a little bit more stakes to something. And like, yeah, like it was a lot of like yeah. double no. like yeah, <laughs> like any any of the murders they give you would have been fine. Yeah, like none none of it's a revelation, but it seemed like it was a little twisty for <laughs> the twist's sake at the end. Yeah, yeah, no. And mm-hmm. by the way, it was also your sister. <laughs> it was all a dream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Patrick Jane is on on sleeping pills again. Just imagine this whole thing. <laughs> Uh yeah, so we could we could get into the specifics. So, um, the the CBI do show up at the uh, apartment with the the dead um girl and guy, and we find out the boss is here again, and we find out that this uh the male person is a key witness in um a big drug bust. Like, there's like a big cocaine dealer that this person's gonna be a key witness to, and you know. They were kind of trying to protect him. It was in the Davis, the Davis PD, like the Davis County Police Department. Yeah, yeah. So there, which yeah. and this is so you know up until now, I feel like when we've had other like police forces, it's been those like weird like sheriff county <laughs> kind of people. Yeah. This now, seems more uh, upscale. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, <laughs> and the show definitely paints these like the local cops as being like the most like character like. <laughs> Like just macho, like machismo, like this is our case. Like you, you're just here to. <laughs> it's like window dressing. 
these are the guys that are like, yeah, I'm a cop. What, you want to fight about it? This is my case. Why don't you get up out of here? It's like, okay, weird guy. Relax, are, are buddy. Are we watching The Sopranos? Is that what's going on here? Yeah, what's happening? <laughs> um, Jade, just a real quick. Jade do you think, does, wait, just, a, just as a quick side, do you think yeah. that's how that character is supposed to be portrayed? Yes. Or do you think that that's just bad acting? Yes. No, no, I know. I think it's what he was supposed to be. I think it's a combo. I think it was good acting. Well, so I, think, I think the formal, former part is the reason for the latter part. I think it yeah. works better when you have bad acting involved yeah. in this situation. With that. I think it's a little, it's a touch of both. <laughs> um, Jane does notice, like, while investigating the crime scene, that uh, the. Uh, the girl at the at the scene has like keys in her hand, so he takes the keys and like he's like, "Oh yeah, she was just stopping by, so there's like a car here, and he finds like a little baby <laughs> in the car." Yeah, can this this so, is definitely a reoccurring theme in the show, which is that like regular beat cops are just fucking awful at their job. Terrible, it's just so the bad. worst. Like the body that was underneath the car that they were all standing around, yeah, the wow. baby that's just like in an idle car. And how that one sec. That baby could be dead. That <laughs> baby should be dead. That baby could be dead. But Jane takes the baby out of the car and it's like happy and content. And I feel, I'm, I'm not a parent, but I can I could say you could probably leave a baby in a car for about 30 seconds before it starts freaking the fuck out. <laughs> And this baby was left overnight. We find out the murder happened at 1245. Yeah. So this baby was at least left from midnight until the next yeah. morning. It's, it's pooped its There's pants no way... at least three times in that time span. <laughs> no way this baby's happy. J- listen, Jane is a very smart person, but it doesn't take fucking Sherlock to figure out that this lady with the keys. In her keys and I think are like spilled groceries that contained baby formula like yeah. on the ground. Yeah, it's like no, but the, like but milk the, and like orange juice. Yeah. The police guy's like, look at it. this guy has cocaine on him. Yeah, she's, she's like, it's baby formula or powdered it's milk powdered or whatever. Milk. Yeah. Which is also yeah, they, like, they use that can you give babies like powdered milk? Like, is that? A, I don't think I don't, that's that's how that's how that works. That, that's how that works. He thought it was cocaine, so I don't. Yeah. Well, you definitely you definitely can't give babies cocaine. I know that much. <laughs> um, the 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 baby was very cute. Was by the way, baby. it was a super it cute was, baby. It was a pretty cute baby. Yeah, we'll come back to the baby. I have more points about this baby. Well, so okay, yeah. <laughs> it's funny because I think when I saw this happen, and then like the title screen flashes, the mentalist, and the theme song plays. I was like, okay, this is gonna be one of those weird ass baby episodes where Jade's just gonna be running around with this baby the whole time. <laughs> May, I my immediate thought was maybe the baby did it. Maybe the baby did do it. <laughs> <laughs> we will never know. You can't try a baby. You can't. <laughs> I sure hope they don't pull one of their classic and murder the baby. <laughs> Ooh boy, I don't. I don't want to see He's a kid. Now get awkward. So so when we first meet the Davis PD guys, because that's when these the two Jamokes show yeah. up. Uh, Jamokes is an excellent press- word for them. Preciado and Blakely, yep. Sarah was so mad at Why? me because uh, Blakely, who is the dad uh, or the grandfather, I guess, of the baby, mm-hmm. turns out uh, he is one of the bad guys from Shawshank Redemption. Okay, and she well, is one of the cops imme- or the uh, the uh, the guards, right? Like one of the head guards. I don't know. Yeah, she immediately recognizes. Like that's one of the guys from Shawshank Redemption. I was like, okay, cool. And she turned to me. And she goes. Have you not seen the Shawshank Redemption? I oh go, no! No, she, and she, she goes, knows oh, this no. already. This is this has oh, been brought yeah. up and multiple she, times. 
No, no, but I I think she just forgot. And she was like, seriously, if you don't bring it up in the podcast, I'm going to be very mad that I was so mad at you for not having seen it. I was like, all right, fine. I'll talk about it. There you go, Sarah. You're welcome. Slap yourself on the wrist. Right right into the email next time. You clearly don't write it. After you watch Moon, then you have to watch Shawshank Redemption. Don't watch Moon. Get out of here. Don't watch Moon. Zero out of 10 stars for Moon. Official podcast rating. It's a 10 out of 10. One of the greatest films of all time. Those two dudes are straight yeah, up the jamokes. Yeah, it's they are jamokes. and they essentially they're basically like, okay, obvi- like we don't even need to do this nonsense. It's clear that the drug guy whacked him. We we gotta bust him. We're, we're oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh. which ends up making like even less sense because like early on you're like clearly one of these fucking guys is involved in this <laughs> bullshit. Yep. Which later you find out that neither one of them really knew exactly what had happened. Like, wasn't involved in the actual murder part. Mm-hmm. Like, clearly they're hiding stuff, but mm-hmm. uh, it's weird how, like, aggressively stereotypical, like, thuggish <laughs> cop they are yeah. from the onset. It, it, really, it really struck me thinking about, like, cops protecting cops because <laughs> that is a theme in this whole yeah. episode oh, yeah, yeah. Big time. It does, yeah it does do a little bit of that for sure but um, i think it makes it, it yeah. again this goes to where i was talking about before you know the first reaction in when the cops start questioning you is to like immediately throw someone else under the bus <laughs> and look guilty what are you doing? like you know that they're like i understand being upset that these people are coming in and like you're intimately involved in mm. like this situation but wouldn't that spur you that, like, you know they're going to find all this shit out. So, like, wouldn't that spur you to at least be, like, somewhat, po- like, polite to them? So that when it comes out that, like, this is your daughter that got murdered. And, like, you've been secretly giving her money and, like, fixing cases for her that maybe you have some sort of, like, cordial relationship with these no. people. Well, that, that that I feel like is the fundamental difference between this episode and... um episode five which i i really really liked episode five and this one i was like relatively well like mostly ambivalent on um is i think mm-hmm. the the under like the motive for this is like a very personal thing um like the, them being cops doesn't necessarily like lead to anything it's just kind of like their their job yeah it um, happens to be yeah yeah and yep. uh and like I'll, I'll probably expand on that a little more a little bit later but um the what was i gonna say oh god Oh, I had a thought. The different, the difference between episode five and this one. Yeah, I think I lost. What, it. what was the thought? Was it a good thought? Uh, was it a medium I, thought? I always have good thoughts. Uh, well, <laughs> <I'm>... <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, no one always has good. Always thoughts. have good thoughts. I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna call it a medium plus <laughs> thought plus. on this one. Uh, yeah, no, it's just um, if if if. <laughs> It'll come back to you. It'll come back. We'll come uh, back to it. But the the cops are they're basically like, yeah, no, it's obviously the drug dealer. Blah blah blah. Oh oh oh, that god damn it. Okay, so the and we're back. We're back. Okay, here's the good ass <laughs> thought that I had. So this is um this is something I just love in media in general is like the power struggle kind of thing, and we've seen it a couple times in other episodes, but like this is I feel like is a classic like procedural thing where it's like two yeah. different um law enforcement or like two different uh, organizations are both fighting for the same crime right like it's, a, it's, tur- it's a turf war it's a turf war yeah. and i you know i've 
disappointed that the episode wasn't better because I love me some turf war. <laughs> yeah, I love a good turf war. It would have been better if they ended up not being actually involved mm-hmm. with the like it like intimately involved with the murder itself, and if they had just been like two. Like overly aggressive cops that were like, <laughs> yeah. no, and then like they run in at the end and like try to like bust the person that was doing it as opposed like, to being like, oh no. Because <laughs> like much like uh, for the last episode, me wanting the um, the psychic to come up, come back as a recurring character, I would I would kind of like these both these beat cops to be recurring characters if it wasn't for the fact that they, like this episode ends in such a silly way, like you know, like a yeah. non interesting way. Um, yeah, it would be funny if it ends up being like they need their help for some reason, like and they re- <laughs> like they desperately need specifically these two terrible cops. <laughs> <laughs> They're all shit cops. All of Dave, I, you can't convince me. All of Davis PD are a bunch of shit cops. They're terrible They're garbage. What's that? What's the Loki line, Scott? Uh... Oh yeah, <laughs> you must be truly desperate to come to me. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you meant low key, and then I was like, "What low key? Like, oh, low key, yeah, yeah." So, love that line. so the cops they go off on their own. They be like, "All right, we're gonna you know research the where the the drug dealer guy is," and um, Jane kind of hands Lisbon uh, a magazine that they that he found in the car, and she's like, "Lisbon's like, what 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 is this?" And he's like, "Check out the the mailing address, like, and it's like clearly you know that's where she was staying at." So they go. I clear, and, another great, great detective work by the original police <laughs> that were on the fucking scene. Could, well, listen, they, they, so they never found the car. And obviously after <laughs> yeah. Jane found it, they're just like, fuck it. We don't need to look into this. <laughs> Let's burn they, this whole place. Find a live, I, I ain't touching that baby. find a live baby. <laughs> you guys maybe touched they the did baby and, first. So. Yeah, maybe they did. And they were like, look, they're going to show up. And we don't really want to deal with the paperwork. So let's just leave that baby. Let's put the baby back. Wow. They'll find it. Yeah. We already <laughs> changed the baby. We fed. It's like the baby's cool. Oh, that's why the baby yeah, was happy. That's they the like only thing I can think of. Yeah. We've all gotten that work email that we're like, I'm going to pretend I didn't see this. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. Like, oh, just put that one back. Mark that as unread, yeah. and we'll just yep. we'll deal with it with next week. Yeah. 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 That's their baby. Exactly. The um, <laughs> So Lisbon and Jade go to the, the mailing address's location. Lacey, yes. Lacey Wells. Yeah, what happens there, Psycho? Yeah. So they go to Lacey Wells' house, and it's like, Kind of in the in the slums. It's not. It doesn't seem like a really nice neighborhood. Um, they go to this woman's house, and she seems a little out of sorts. <laughs> she's she seems like she's seen better days. Um, but uh, they go in, and or they the woman opens the door, and she's like, "You the police?" And they're like, "Yes." Do you know uh, what was the girl's name? The victim. Yeah, Pat- Patrice or. Yeah, Patrice, Patrice Ma- Madigan, and the baby's name is Kaylee. <laughs> Kaylee, yeah, that's right. Patrice so, is a really so, weird name for a woman. Is yeah. that just me? Patricia, uh, I feel like is probably yeah. But, Patricia yeah. would be. It's a it's a unisex name, but I feel like it's more male. Yeah, Patrice Bergeron. Yeah, uh, Patrice. Oh, the, wasn't there? The, there's a comedian that's name is Patrice. The black comedian yeah. that was. Super funny. He passed away. Patrice. R.I.P. I can't remember his last name. Patrice. Yeah, he was awesome. Um, but so anyways, Patrice, uh, 
they they ask if Patrice is there or they like did Patrice live there and she's like yeah she was staying here and like well she's dead um and the lady lets him in and she starts talking with them um and this Lacey Welch she's she's a meth head she's drug come on user. Zach, let's call a spade alcoholic. a hooker let's just this is yeah really she's <laughs> well I don't know she's probably a hooker but so so uh what we find out there though is that Patrice had a sugar daddy we didn't know what the sugar daddy was we don't know what he did but he was a tall handsome man that drove a blue car um and she always had money whenever she needed it whether it was thousand dollars ten thousand dollars if she needed bail uh if she needed to get out of drug charges or whatever it was always available she always had it so they're they're you know a little skeptical about it but it's you know it's definite foreshadowing of like she's in with people in the police force if she's getting out of ten thousand dollar drug cases. I don't right? think it I don't think so, she like squares off the police part of it yet, but she she says like basically, okay, hey, there's an older gentleman that kind of stops by. I don't know what she's doing, but she kind of goes away and she, you know, she has money. Uh, she comes yeah. always comes back. I she, thought it, I thought it th- Yeah, she says it succinctly enough that Rigsby could figure out that he's a police officer. <laughs> yeah. In a, in a blue yeah, car. I thought at this point I thought at this point it was she she mentions that like it it like got out of a mess. Yeah, they got yeah like they got out of, or something yeah, out of a but they shouldn't yeah, have yeah. had any right to get yeah, out of. Yeah, like she's got like, so, like you in could, places. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As a viewer, you you understand that like okay, this person that is the sugar daddy is connected. Um, and so you know they they start talking about they ask like, well, she died last night. Where did she go? Um, and she said that he, Lacey said told Lisbon and Jane that. She was going to her boyfriend's house to drop off food because it, who was the guy that was the main lead in the Rick Harris narcotics case, who's the big drug dealer. She was going to go drop him food off because he didn't want to leave this hotel room or this motel room or apartment, whatever he's in, because he thinks he's going to get killed yeah. by he was super paranoid that one of Karras's men was going to kill him because he was about to put this guy away for 5,000 years and Karras was going to rot mm-hmm. and die in jail. Um, and Jane asked a question like, why did why did the bait? Why was Kaylee with her? And she was like, I was drunk. And Lacey or Patrice was not going to leave Kaylee with a drunk Lacey. Like and it, you, you get a little bit of. um you get a little bit of humanity from Lacey Wells, who like this is the only I think this is the only part of the episode that she's in mm-hmm. where she's like really, really concerned about Kaylee. She's like, that kid was beautiful and sweet and was a great kid. And the mom was fantastic. Like, is she going to be OK? Like, please don't bring her back. Yeah, here. I was going to say, take care of her. I feel like you're, you're coloring that in a pretty good. She's like, she's cool, right? Yeah. Like, you're, yeah. No, also, but- you're not bringing her back here, right? <laughs> No, but but I think there was so I think there was genuine concern for me. I read it as like there was genuine concern from her. And she also recognized, like, I can't take care of this baby. And if this baby comes back here, I like I can't do it. So, yeah, she sucks. We all recognize she sucks. I'm not even, I'm not I even going to go that compassion. far. I, so I really liked her character. Uh, I feel like unlike yeah. a lot of other characters like seen on this show, I feel like she had a, for, for the limited amount that we saw of her. I really appreciated the depths that they gave her and like yeah she like i think she's pretty like upfront to being like hey i made mistakes like yes i am a drug addict like yes i i was drunk the, that night like she she's made like poor decisions but i think um i think the show does a good job of like being like that 
a lot like this isn't like people who are drug addicts aren't like evil people like you know i think a lot of them at yeah. the time like no like hey listen like this is an issue that i'm dealing with they could be a good person it's just unfortunately like like it can be drug drugs are, they make everything muddy right so i yeah. when she did mention like hey listen like she kaylee's a good kid like like don't bring her back here i i think you could see that in a negative light but I, I, I'm th- I think I'm more with Sacco said that I, I saw it in a positive light that she's like, sh- like she deserves the best, and I'm not in a place in my life right now that like I can give that to her. But I want the best for her, you know. And and like it, that part really did work for me, um, for her character. Yeah. yeah. Scott disagrees. <laughs> I, I don't know if I disagree, but I mean, I the the statement like I've done bad things in the past. And I, like, and I'm on like a better, but this is like last night. Like last night, I was drunk. <laughs> yeah, but like, like so that's yeah, nothing wrong the, with like, that. Like. The, the, no, no, and that's that's. I I just yes, I think that she had depth. Yes, I think that like there was actual concern because like she could have just been like, "Fuck that kid, I don't I yeah. give two shits." So there's but there's also like, like also like they're not gonna break. Like you're clearly like an addict and like. Yeah, you we're might not be working that like back, we're not right. bringing a baby like back no. to like to a like non-relative person that is. But like I I compare her to like that that beach dad guy and like that guy's a real. <laughs> oh yeah, she, on the a, scale yeah. of terrible people in the show, she is like near sainthood. Like you know, like yeah. there's it's even in this episode, um, like basically everyone else in this episode is much worse than she is. But I'm not gonna like yeah. excuse the fact that like she's a selfish drug addict. Like that's no. you know. That's a thing too, but it yeah. yeah within the scope of the, within the scope of this show, she's good people. <laughs> yeah. So the next scene we get is um, I want to say Lisbon gets a call. Oh, all right. So I see Sacco <laughs> pumping his fists. All right, Sacco, you take this part. <laughs> so yeah, Lisbon Lisbon gets a call that the Davis PD has honed in on where Karis is, and they're getting ready to infiltrate and bust him. <laughs> so uh, Lisbon's like. Cho or Rigsby Rigsby calls her and he's like she goes get down there with Cho and get like the the the, the SWAT team or whatever the like uh, strike force in there and don't go until we get there until Jane and I get there like you cannot go until we get there scene cuts to Cho and Rigsby in their Kevlar vests and Preciado and Blakely, the nerd douche cops from <laughs> Davis PD, outside. They're yelling at each other like, "We gotta go now. We're busting Paris. It's it's our I just case. popped blah, five blah, blah, Adderall blah, blah. and I'm just chugged this Red Bull. Let's go." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Preciado is real angry the whole time, yeah. and Blakely's ready to roll. And uh, Rigsby says something that sets Preciado off. If anyone has the quote, I don't know what it was, but they they start getting ready to like beat the shit out of he, each he other. He basically like makes like a comment like 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 you protected like that that witness or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like basically calling yeah. out like you got hit that person killed and like yeah. Th- yeah. they they got real angry. That <laughs> 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 didn't fly very well. <laughs> and so Chill holds him back. He's like, oh, settle down. Settle hold me back. Hold me uh, back. They, Rick's yeah. like, check all these so muscles. They, they I'm go- also angry. So as they're going in to make the bust, Lisbon and Jane show up. Uh, Lisbon comes up and says, what the hell's going on? Like, they just went. It's they like, they just did it. <laughs> and so you hear him go in and we get another good ass scene where listeners, I'm going to give you 
five seconds to figure out who the who captures the bad guy as he escapes from the house. You got five seconds. Think about it. Five, four, three, two, one. It's a goddamn fence. The fence wins again. MVP fence. Never be a fence. Fence so it's, two, it's awesome village zero. Yeah. In, in all these like shootout scenes or like guys running from house scenes, Patrick Jane might be my favorite <laughs> character in them because he's so uncomfortable and out of place and is just like kind of standing by himself <laughs> with like this mayhem around yeah. him. And he sees this clearly dangerous man running from the cops towards a fence and he just walks up to it and pushes the little cinder block next to the fence <laughs> and then the dude smashes into the fence, falls down, Lisbon picks him up and the Davis cop's like, Give him back. He's ours. And she's Go like, fuck yourself. Step off. <laughs> Step off, bitches. This case is mine. And takes him. And it's awesome. The, the only note I had for this is that, man, these cops are real bad at catching folks in homes. <laughs> like, they really just can't. <laughs> There's, like, usually, like, two entrances, maybe three entrances you got to cover. Like, oh, boy. <laughs> oh, they were going in hot and real bad. bad. Yeah, I got six people. They're all but walking was- through the front. It was so good. I loved this whole scene. I really loved the whole scene. <laughs> so I think I think the upcoming scene is probably my favorite part of the episode. So um, they 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 get him back. They they get the drug dealer guy back to the the PD. They do like the standard interrogation, and um, the drug dealer basically like denies killing him, but like basically says like I would have killed him if I like if I could have had got my hands on it, I would have killed him and I would have like carved like a number or something. Cut his ha- I would have I would have cut his heart out and fed yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And like <laughs> I wanna say Cho like plays back a voicemail <laughs> that he left the guy and like the voicemail's like, I'll fucking kill you. You better yeah. believe I'm gonna fucking kill you. And the guy's like, eh, you know, I mean, yeah, I said that, but you know, I didn't I didn't actually carve him up. You know, I would have, but I didn't. Uh <laughs> But yeah, so like essentially all we have to like all we get out of it is that like the drug dealer denies killing it. I and I forget if Jade believes him, but he always believes everybody. Apparently, um, the part mm-hmm. that I enjoyed was the the pineapple pizza scene where um, this is another like Jane Van Pelt scene where Van Pelt uh, they they get lunch and like or like they get lunch for the team and Van Pelt like opens it up and she's like like pineapple pizza. Um, and she's like, Cho, Cho hates pineapples. And Jane's like, he can just take it off. Like, it's fine. And and she kind of says something like, like, yeah, I guess. Like, I mean, I don't like, um, I don't like Mexican food because I hate cilantro. But like, you know, I like, I like deal with it. Um, and, and Jane basically is like, hey, listen, like you, you could stand up for yourself a little bit more. Like, be, like something there's like, I, forget, I don't know if you guys have the line. There's like something like there's like put a little nice in it, like, like a little bitch, put a little bitch in a little nicer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's the gist of it. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Basically, like you could be a little bitchier and it's all no. right. <laughs> and, and and then the next scene is Cho walking over, <laughs> opening the thing. He's like, there's pineapple on his pizza. I'm like, and, and there's like a nice little moment because like Van, Van Pelt's like, you could just take off the pineapple and like her and like Jane kind of look at each other and smile. But my favorite part <laughs> is Joe's responses, but I know it'll be, it's been there, <laughs> but I'll know it's been there. 
which is so true. <laughs> yeah. There's not a lot of good show moments, so like this is the one I'm going to take because uh, I really liked it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think my f- my favorite part of the end of the pizza, the pineapple pizza scene, is uh, they get do they get a call to go somewhere or something? They, like they all leave, like they all they all have to leave, and as they're leaving, Joe looks at Elizabeth and goes, "May I have your salad, please?" Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because clearly he didn't eat any food. She's like, "Sure, whatever." He gives him the salad, and they take off. It's fantastic. Did you guys get? <laughs> I, I could not figure out what this like fork spoon thing was. Do you guys remember this? I think he was just being a weird dude. Okay. Like he was balancing the fork and the spoon and the like, uh, match like he, on a toothpick. Yeah. yeah, on a toothpick. And then he lit it and just kind of like let it hang off of the edge of the cup. It was I think it was just him being a weird guy <laughs> and being like, I know physics. Okay. Yeah, it's it's like one of the balancing things. Like, yeah. Okay. It's not. I, I was trying to figure out like, is this like if we're supposed to represent something or like what? Like, no, nah, it just seems like it's just like this weird thing. It's all like, it's all standing on a razor's edge, Abek. That's what I mean. <laughs> so precarious. Uh, <laughs> oh, they get they leave because they find out that Preciado's Preciado has a blue car and carries a thirty-eight, and that was the murder weapon. That was the murder mm-hmm. weapon. Yeah. So they go. This is when they go take in Preciado, right? Yes. Yeah. So they 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 meet up with them and they're they're um they're outside of like a food truck. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's a yeah. classic cop. Thing. <laughs> yeah. Yep. It's the two guys, Preciado and Blakely, and they're like, "Hey, uh, so Officer Preciado, can you uh can you tell us what kind of gun you carry?" And he's like, "Hey, wait, wait a minute, no. wait a minute, you don't think I did this, did you?" Like, okay, guy, relax, dude. <laughs> so he gets super angry, total dick. They bring him, they bring him in, and Lisbon's interviewing yep. him like a one-on-one interview. And Patrick Jane comes, sits down, eating a sandwich. <laughs> just man loves a, a good sandwich. sandwich. Yeah, Why not? Can't argue, can't argue like, with him. He's like, "This is a delicious sandwich," and he keeps he keeps trying to hold. Preciado's mm-hmm. hand. What he's trying to do is to get his pulse, right? He's trying to read his pulse. But throughout the whole thing, he keeps trying to grab his hand and Preciado keeps getting angry <laughs> at him and yanking his hand away. <laughs> and it's it's like it's just a funny scene. And at the end, uh Preciado, like, he offers him his sandwich. And as he's like, no, he reaches out to grab his hand. He's like, stop it. And at the end, he's like, they're talking about how, you know, give us your gun and We'll have ballistics run it, and if the bullets come back fine, then everything's fine. Like, you don't have to worry about it. You know that we don't want to have a judge get involved in this, and then everything gets out of out of control. Like, just give us your gun. And he hands him the gun, and as he hands him the gun, Patrick Shane tries to grab his wrist again and pulls it away and says, and if you try to hold my hand again, I'm going to tear your arm off and beat you unconscious <laughs> with it. Get me? <laughs> Capiche? Yeah, yeah, yeah. One time he didn't get punched awesome. in the face. Wow, right? It was, it was so good. <laughs> the, the, essentially what the, um, the, the CBI or CFI crew basically kind of lays out the, like those facts like hey listen like we we found out that you know you weren't the one that was picking up the dot like the um the, vi- the the girl victim um and he he kind of like hears that and he's like i, I think they start like grilling him a little bit and he kind of uh ends up like admitting to being like oh yeah i was having sex with her like i was banging her um which we yep. find out to be false later but like he's he said that to like kind of protect his um 
his partner. His part, his captain or whatever. Yeah, yeah, and that's like the thing that like we. I mean, we don't find out about this till later, but like Jane kind of like kind of brings it up by like when he was checking the pulse. He's like, yeah, this person was. Um, he was lying, but it wasn't like there wasn't like an indignant like part aspect of it. It was like more like a calculating or something like weird like that. Um, and there's like a kind like kind of a fun scene between her, uh, him and uh, Lisbon, and where like Lisbon's like, or I forget. I think he says something like, "Yeah, like cops just can't like they can't lie or something." And she's like, "Like what are you talking? Like I I'd lie all the time." And, and she's like, I know, I know when you lie. Like you said, you were going on vacation in like, like Hawaii or something. But I know you're just staying at home watching movies, eating ice cream. I think eating ice cream. She's <laughs> like, no. <laughs> she, yeah. She's like, name okay. one time. Goes, and then he says that, and she's <laughs> like, <laughs> okay, so that's one time. <laughs> <laughs> and I want to say she's like, all right, that's just one time. But it's like you're drinking a whole that. Like, obviously, you don't want to keep. Yeah, you don't want to keep going down this. this you cut road. bait while you while yeah. you're just a little behind, I think. But, <laughs> uh, but Lisbon comes up with like the idea that like, hey, listen, uh, I'm gonna go talk to the partner, the the cop's partner. Um, and Jane says something along the lines of like, but he's not gonna give up anything. And she's like, I know, but while I'm talking to him, you can talk to the wife, and she might be a little bit more. Uh, more willing to talk uh and they want to talk to them because the ultimately the angry cop guy his alibi is that he slept over at the night of the murder he slept over at her partner's house Mm -hmm. and then jane goes to talk with the wife do you want to talk about this part step yeah uh so the main things that happen when he goes over to the house is the son is actually there and enters the door so sam blakely uh and then uh, Patrick basically says that he needs to talk with the wife. This, the son's very defensive about this. They sit down and have a chat, and eventually he gets the son to leave begrudgingly <laughs> after Catherine, who's the mother, uh, says that it's like, fine, whatever. And basically Jane just like kind of spills all the beans about what they've been talking about, saying that, uh, and I think that Preciado said that he was there, and she like gives a very clear like, he wasn't there, but like, Oh, yeah, he was definitely here, like, all night type excuse covering for him a little bit. Mm -hmm. But when she brings up the potential that he was having an affair, she says that he couldn't have been having an affair because apparently he's impotent is the reasoning that she gives. (laughs) Yep. Which seems a little weird because, like, he could still be, like, having an affair just just also be impotent. I don't know. But, but she's whatever. very certain that this guy can't. <laughs> she's very certain that he's not. To the point where she he's then realizes, well, yeah, exactly. But like, he could still be having an affair right well, now. Yeah, yeah. But uh, but basically, she comes to the realization that it wasn't actually him that was having the affair. It was her husband that was having the affair, and he's just covering for for uh, his partner. Yeah. Um, and it's like a, and, like a comically evident on her face. As she yeah, yeah, and she's like, yeah. she drops a glass, I think, at one point, <laughs> yeah. and then the sun comes yeah. burning she, back she, in. She tries to, it, she doesn't even drop it. She reaches for one that's on the table and it just <laughs> yeah. smashes. Yeah, and then Sam comes running and says, "Like, hey, what's going on down here?" <laughs> like, just tough guy cop. Yeah, and then uh, and then we get the classic scene where Jane's going back out, the husband's coming back in, the wife and the husband are fighting a little bit. Clearly, the husband knows that, like, Jane has been, like, questioning her and she's upset. And then it, like, punches Jane in the face again. Just decks him. Just, just decks him. So, like, 
<laughs> that happens again. Jane gets punched. In I the like face that. Again. And he's like, assault, assault. Classic way to get. Yeah, this. I think this has become like his shtick to yeah. get cops to get taken <laughs> into the the prison or like people that are yep. technically above getting like taken in. He's got. He's like, got to be getting work done on that nose. Yeah, it's getting. You think so? Yeah. So mm-hmm. so eventually that sort of resolves, and they go back uh, to the CBI again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I actually really like the. So when they get back to the CBI, there's the uh, the captain like Teresa's boss. And <laughs> there's a quick little little uh, one linery conversation, and he goes, "Now we're arresting them! Hooray!" <laughs> Teresa goes, "We have the right." He assaulted Jane, and he looks good for the murders, which he does. And the captain goes, "Before you charge a cop with murder, he better look better than good. He better look like the damn Mona Lisa." <laughs> and I just thought that was, I thought that was like a good. I'm an old, like an old guy, veteran cop that recognizes the shit that you're trying to pull right here, and you better have it right. Like, there's serious implications here. No, no, I thought thought that was good, like, kind of adding to that, like, uh, the stakes here, right? Because you are taking in, (laughs) like, a a, a Mm -hmm. veteran cop. Yep. Yeah. A Uh, detective, no less. (laughs) Uh, So they interrogate the husband cop, uh, and I, I... I want to say nothing like nothing really happens there. Like, he does like one of the few times, smart times, and like basically doesn't give up anything, which is like what you would I think expect asks from for like a lawyer. Someone, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, does, does like all right. Thing. So this yeah. is going nowhere then. <laughs> <laughs> the yeah. uh, but the, the scene afterwards is essentially uh, this the C, the CFI like hatched this like plan basically to to get the the son um, caught. And so the son is waiting out, like outside, you know, and you know they kind of show up, or like Jane Lisbon kind of walk up to him, and he's like, "Yeah, you got my like my dad. Like, what are you doing here? Oh, you got my dad like here. Like, of course I'm going to be here. Like, what 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 are you doing? Like, detaining him." And uh, Jane basically like, "We know your father didn't do it." Um, and then they kind of like look over and they see like the the drug dealer kind of talking with um with Rigsby, and. Jane mentioned something like, yeah, no, so, like, he, we can't hold him anymore. Like, he's he, he's he's going, like, going free or something like that. Um, and then they show him the some footage from the liquor store across the street from where the murder happened. And they they kind of, like, show, um, they show the, they sh- the, uh, the lady who got murdered, like, you know, parking her car and, like, walking up. And then... They show right after that. There's like another car that kind of pulls up. Then a guy gets out and like follows her, and then they call this guy Q-Tip, which is just that's Q-tip. a great name. That's a fantastic yeah. name. Yeah, such yeah. a good, so good, such a good generic yep. gangster yep. name. <laughs> <laughs> and they ba- they basically like yeah no. So like we found out like so this Q-Tip person works for the uh, the drug dealer. Like he was gonna go like kill um like kill them. Like he was tailing them. But the weird thing is like Q when Q-Tip got there like. Q-tip uh, said like they were already murdered. Like he he didn't have to do anything. Um, and th- and the son's kind of like what like what are you talking? About? Like obviously he's lying. Like this is insane. And Jane's like yeah 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 we agree. Obviously he's lying. But like we know he's lying. But we need to like get him to like fess up. So we like we we set up this like sting operation where we're gonna um we're gonna meet with Q-tip and get him and like bring him in. Uh, 
and it's going to happen like tonight at like midnight in this like specific area. But what we need from you is to make sure that like Davis P does PD doesn't get involved. We want to keep this like, um, close to the, close to the chest. Like we don't need you guys like flaunting and like, you know, messing all this stuff up. And, um, the, the son basically agrees. And (laughs) then we get this like kind of, uh, <laughs> like this like weird like walkie talkie <laughs> like interaction. If if by weird you mean amazing. Yeah, what happens there? So so the idea the idea is that they're setting up this sting. Well not even sting. They're they're basically saying that Q tip's gonna give us information so that he goes free and then Karis gets nailed and everyone's happy, right? Like we know who the murderer is. So you have Cho in a car, and then you have Rigsby and Van Pelt in the car, and then you have Sam Blakely driving around in his in his cop car, right? Lisbon and Patrick are at the CBI headquarters, and they're on the radio, and they're like, okay, uh, Q-Tip just got to the place. It's at this address. I think he said Fifth and Geary or something. Um, he needs us to be there in 10 minutes. And <clears throat> Cho's like, Cho is sitting reading a book in his car, not moving anywhere. And he's like, he beeps on the thing. He's like, I can't get there that fast. It's going to be at least like 20 minutes for me. Uh, and then uh, it flashes over to Van Pelt and Rigsby, who are also just sitting in a car, like eating chips. And they're like, yeah, we're at least 12 minutes out. Like, we're not going to make it. And these are all like, they're all talking to each other. And then Patrick pings over to Sam and is like, Sam, you're the only cop left can you make it there in the 10 minutes? Like we need you buddy. And he's like, all right, I don't even know if he, he says doesn't, anything. He doesn't he, respond. He just... I think the idea being that like, he knows that he's like free to go there without like being right. Um... So, so he goes there, pulls up on this truck that they, that was in the video and Q-tip got out of, right. They enhanced it. They're like, he's in the same truck with the same <laughs> license plate. He pulls up on this truck. Sam walks up to the truck. Doesn't even, look at the door or doesn't even look at anything just takes his gun out and blasts the dude sitting in the in the driver's seat except the dude was a mannequin three, three bullets to the mannequin's head classic setup <laughs> and then cops just swarm yeah. in and he's like oh no what have i done I've made a huge mistake you can't be arrested for killing a mannequin <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it was so good. It was so good. (laughs) But yeah, so, so they bring him back and he's sitting next to his dad and there's like angry, tell the truth, no matter what dad, blah, blah, blah. It's been drilled into me, but you were keeping some whore on the side. It's not a whore on the side. It was his daughter that he knew was his daughter. And now he's got a dead daughter and a son who's going to jail forever. He was the whore on the side. This part was just so weird to me because- um. Well, of, of of two things, right? So when the when they're like interrogating the son, like the the father kind of like, and the son's like, I, I don't, I'm not telling you guys shit. Like you, just you, you mm-hmm. got me, you got me. I don't need to elaborate. The uh the father kind of comes up and like sits down, and he's and he says something like like um like the reckoning has like it has come or like something like weird like that that and he's like you like you need to like like um explain like your misdeeds or something and Mm -hmm. this is where the son kind of like breaks down he's like you told me all about honor like you you honorable dad this is what's honorable like you were you were fucking this person 
he and then, you know like it's insane like so i followed you know i was gonna catch you in the act so i'm i followed this i knew you were sleeping with her like you you were like you know messing with all this stuff so i followed her and i was gonna catch you in the act and you know show you this but then when i opened the door like it you know you weren't there it was uh, the the key witness who was paranoid about getting killed. So the second I opened the door, like the guy went and got his gun, and I had to like kill him in self defense, right? Um, and then Jane kind of brings up, he's like, "Yeah, look, look, the reckoning does come for us, right?" Like, and and, the, and then like the the dad cops like, "Yup, yup." He's like, "That was your daughter, wasn't it?" And he's like, "Yes." And it's just like it's like so weird to me, like <laughs> because the. At this point, the son knows already that it's the daughter, right? Because the the they already told each other in the scene with the mom. The mom is like, "You knew that, like, you know that my husband was sleeping," and like the the son essentially says, "Like, no, no, he wasn't sleeping with, with her." So like he knows. So like so like the whole like his whole like anger anger at his at his dad like sleeping with this young lady like doesn't make any sense because he clearly knows that's not the case, right? I, th- I I think I was under the impression there that he was still like trying to defend the dad, like that, like everything was fine and like it, he wasn't. Sleeping yeah, around. I just but, but like that's because like he wasn't sleeping around, so that's what like made like his like yeah. weird anger. Yeah, it just it just felt like off to but, me. But I mean, so I think earlier in the episode though, um, when when you are talking with the mom, mm-hmm. they they go through the facts that she knew there that there was an affair, right? There was an original affair. Yeah. Um, and when he comes walking in the door, when Patrick Jane gets punched, um, it, she's like, how could you do this? How could you do this? He's like, stop. It's not the same thing. I'll explain it to you. It's not the same thing. Like, so I think, there's probably some crossed wires yeah. there, but I think Sam is just a big dumb idiot yeah. and is like, well, I'm trying to protect my mom and dad in the sanctity of my family yeah. because my dad cheated on my mom once and now I'm pissed about it. So I'm just going to go murder people. Yeah, I don't really get it. It's it's thin. And it was like it's real. Like, oh, you could have just removed that part. Like it just it felt so tacked yeah. on. <laughs> I feel like the show for the most part, like I think, Scott, you mentioned this. The show does a pretty decent job of like on ramping a lot of this stuff of like kind of like laying down like. Like this is like justification for what ultimately happens, and I feel yeah, like yeah, yeah. none of that is happens in this episode. Like the the daughter yeah. stuff, like the essentially the father is does isn't remotely distraught at all, right? Of the his his daughter dying that he he cares about to some extent, right? Because he is helping her out, he is giving her like uh, money, you know, like helping to some regard. Um, the son, you know, like just no one like quite seems to like carry that baggage with them at all um yeah the situation seems a lot that they paint seems a lot more dire than the stakes it seems for the characters who are playing the situation yeah like it doesn't yeah it just it all reads a little off to me there yeah Um, i think it's just kind of a forgettable scenario in general maybe because it is so convoluted that it's just like well there's a lot of stuff going on and there's a lot of layers yeah but they don't really like go any like I would have been just as happy with like he was having an affair yeah. and he yeah. and the son killed the mistress. Yeah, there, there, there was probably a better like an easier through line there where the, yeah. the daughter stuff was probably like explained a little better but if, like or like was yeah. maybe revealed earlier so you could do more with it than rather this like weird like act three reveal. Can we talk about the scene yeah. that really matters now? Yeah. 
What we got? So after after all of this, Patrick Jane shows up at the parents' house mm-hmm. with the baby. Mm-hmm. Yep. And he basically gives them the baby and is like, this is your problem now. <laughs> and then like slowly backs away from the situation. My question is, did Patrick Jane steal that baby? How did he get the baby? Who? He, he must have been working with CPS. He Where are been. they? CPS just doesn't let people take babies and then d- distribute well, them like some sort of stork. Like no, no, so technically that is who the baby. That's next of kin. Yeah, that's where the baby would go. It is, but Patrick Jane is not an agent of CPS. That's very he uses, true. He uses hypnosis, obviously. Yeah. So, that so my question goes back to the beginning: Did Patrick Jane steal that baby? He hundred percent stole that baby. <laughs> he stole the baby for sure. You know, like when he first found the baby, he immediately fell in love does he, with. Said does he baby. claim? Does he claim squatters' rights on that baby because he was the he first better. to find the baby? <laughs> <laughs> dibs. I got dibs. Do I own baby. this baby now? If, if we've learned anything, I bet the fucking they probably had no idea where the baby went. The baby probably like someone put- crawled under somewhere, and they're like, "Well, baby's gone. Like we can't do anything." And then fucking Jade shows up, and he's like, sleuths out that the baby's just under the couch. The baby's just back in that car again, yeah. and he just like happened to walk <laughs> by. And it's like the baby's back in this car. <laughs> you know, you know, Patrick Jane has been taking care of that baby for like <laughs> at least the entire time that this whole thing was going on. He's like, I'm going to, I'm going to watch this baby yeah. a little bit. And I would have liked that. I would have stole that baby. <laughs> I would have loved a, a Jane and baby episode. That would have been, been pretty good. That would have been fun. We did not get that. It we didn't get that. No. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. And that's, that was basically both those episodes. Um, nothing, nothing fantastic. Uh, the, I, what was interesting is that, like, uh, and last episode I kind of talked about it, the idea of, like, how, like, the police and police's role in media. And I this episode didn't quite work for me in that regard. And I wonder, and I'm trying to figure out exactly why. I think part of it was that, like, the the stakes for this were so personal. Like, and, like, I want to say, like, the show ultimately kind of does this weird thing of, like, almost, like, redeeming the son. You know, like, oh, this, like, it was, like, unfortunate that, like, he... He was in self defense, right? like it, it makes it seem like it's all like this like unfortunate situation. Um, I just got that he's even more of an idiot than you thought he was. <laughs> yeah. What, what's funny is like it, <laughs> this, like this would have been more interesting. Well, not now more interesting, maybe more upsetting. But like if they all just were like just said what happened, right? And because then nothing would have happened. You could. Yeah. That's. Unfortunately, Honest, what honesty is the best policy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, <laughs> that's the thing with with these kind of shows. Like when you get to the end of this episode, you look at it and go, "This could have been a thirty five second episode if people were just like, this is what happened." But that makes for real shitty TV. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it, and even still, this wasn't great. It TV. wasn't the this best. This was a subpar. No. But it does it does make the like there's so many points and so many people in this episode that if they had just like taken two seconds to be like, hey, I need to I need to talk to you real quick, like from <laughs> yeah. so many different angles, it would have been like, all right, we're good. Like yeah. we're, we're going to be mad we at each it. other, but like no one's going to die. <laughs> yeah. But then also the people that did die basically had no role in the deception, like the real deception <laughs> that was going on. Mm-hmm. They were just bodies. That's all they were. 
So like I said, the drug addict, the drug addict was probably the best innocent bystander in this episode. Yeah. yeah. Except yeah. maybe the mom. The mom didn't really do anything. Yeah. Not she was all right. Yeah. 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 I think the best as as a character, Lacey was better than the mom. Yeah. Well, as like a portrayal of the character, yes. Yeah. You can't yeah. you can't vote for the baby, right? The baby can't be MVP. The baby can definitely uh, be MVP. I think baby is probably MVP. All I'm saying play, is I'm that's, picking the baby. that's a really good baby. <laughs> a baby that can sit in a car for 16 hours and be totally fine <laughs> after is like a top-notch baby. What I, what I don't yeah, understand. I want that baby. What, what was the baby's name again? Kaylee. Kaylee? Kaylee? Fucking Jade, as he's like handing it the grandson to him, he's like, yeah, he doesn't. she doesn't have a great name. It's like something like Kaylee. He like, he like fucking drags the name on the bus for some reason. I, I, hear, nobody... I hear Patrick's a great name. <laughs> yeah. What about Jade? Exact gonna be... line, but it's just something like, like what, what, do you, what do you have against Kaylee? Kaylee's, Kaylee's not great. I have a, I have a, I have a, well, probably soon to be cousin named Kaylee, and she's fabulous. Yeah. She's got a great yeah. name. I do feel like that strikes me as like, it, it seems to be a, a, not a trick, but definitely something that he does more often than not. It's like he gives the people he's like piecing out from like something to distract them while he like moonwalks backwards out of the room. Like he's had people like <laughs> hug each other and like say you love each other. All right, I'm getting out of here. But he's very so happy know. about what he just did. No, he is. He's like surprisingly happy. He has a huge it. grin on his face. I don't know if what you did was good, but he's he's sure happy about it. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's less likely to get, you know, charged for stealing a baby now that he's passing it off to someone else. Now <laughs> now they've stolen a baby. <laughs> uh, there's paperwork. Yeah, there is. Yeah, there's a lot of There's a lot of, a paperwork. Lot of paperwork there. I'm upset. <laughs> do we have uh do we have any final thoughts on these? Uh mediocre out of 10. Mm. They were all right. Nothing, nothing big. No big resounding thoughts on it. Still waiting for my next Red John. But uh, what what was these episode seven yep. and eight? Yeah. So yeah, I'm thinking it happens in the next three. Yeah, yeah. we get a red. An I think RJ we're episode. I think we're in it now, right? I think this is this is these two episodes have definitely showed me like okay, this, this these are those 22 episodes like slogs that. We <laughs> yeah, yeah, you gotta fight you gotta, through these. Yeah. yeah. It's a little filler. I am. I'm looking for more from the characters, and yeah, like more of the big things. Red John. No. I think the 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 psychic lady is something to look forward to. I think her character. While I don't personally like her character, I think her character is good for the show. Mm-hmm. So like the antagonism yeah. that's there. I'm excited. I'm definitely um, excited. Yeah. yeah. So that that's basically it for me. Recurring characters in general are always good. Well, yeah. Assuming. Oh the yeah. Characters. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she seems like a good one. But yeah, uh, so we should probably sign off. Sacco, where can people, if they want to contact us or ask us questions or have some thoughts on these episodes, where can they find us? Yeah, tweet at us, uh, at Minds Crimes. Get us over there. Uh, and if you want to send us emails about our our fun talking and bants and you want to ask us some questions at itsmindcrimes at gmail.com. We're really trying to get the other <laughs> one set up, the Minds Crimes uh, email, but it's it's just... There's coding, there's email setups. It's a lot. Don't worry about it. We'll get there eventually. You can and also reach Sacco at his personal cell phone. Uh, yep, that's 111-111-1143. Just remember <laughs> Just the last one two. All the while. Yeah. And thank you to anyone who's already messaged us. We love hearing from you. Uh, mm-hmm. And I believe that's it. Thank you guys so much for joining me. 
Uh, we have Chris Sacco. Later, everybody. Scott Lee. Good morning, good afternoon, good night. And I am a big Basile. Have a good one, guys. Oh